Good evening. Happy Paddy's Day. La Fela Patrick's Day. Etc. 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 Yeah, welcome to Lost Art Live for St. Patrick's Day special. Apparently that's a thing now. And uh, yeah, um, so what we're going to try and do, we're going to try and um, mash the live show that we do on Saturday nights. We're going to try and mash that together with some sort of rough outline of a podcast maybe yeah. maybe yeah. we'll see we'll see how it works um so the plan is you're listening now live great super all in uh if you're not you get to listen to it again on monday it usually means that like our live shows generally go on patreon for our patreons but this one will be uh, if it goes well will be next week's podcast uh maybe yeah. in its raw unfiltered Form maybe chopped say, up. Yeah, don't know. We normally don't don't play more than a minute or two of the song. Oh yeah, this is you're gonna get everything. Like yeah, sure. Everything. It's a radio show as well. It's exactly. It's it's more so, radio show than podcast, and I've got a lot of cans maybe, out. And maybe it'll be our last <laughs> because we'll get shut down forever. Mm. No, I'm Let's just see. We'll be grand. Let's see. No, it we'll should be, be should be alright. Uh, hello, quarantine. Hello. Emmett, hello, I'm just seeing all the hellos, I forgot to open That's the, uh, <laughs> that is you, I, I forgot to open the uh, the chat room here, uh, for anybody who is listening that doesn't have an account, go and do yourself a favour, get yourself an account so you can get into the chat room and talk, absolute scutter with us, it's Paddy's Day, we're locked in our houses, uh, nobody's allowed to go anywhere, there's no bars open, there's no restaurants open, there's no nothing open, uh, except for the big party that's in a house down the road from me, apparently, Really, hundreds of them. Oh my god! Uh, you'll, you'll hear the dogs going batshit mad, like real, like real bad, because there's just piss heads up and down my road, like all evening. It's fucking crazy. So the dogs are going crazy. Dogs are going mental. But you know what? This is the way. This is the way. Yes. Um, I hope everybody. And wasn't there a wasn't there a, a mutant festival in town today as well? I think I think that footage might have been old footage, but there was supposed to be oh, yeah. a couple of uh, marches. Yeah, there was meant to be like a mutant festival in town today. There was definitely supposed to be something going on. I don't know. Yeah. I've seen something that the cops arrested a bunch of people, but um, I, I, it's real hard to get that information. To be honest with you, the best place for that information tends to be like Twitter. You know what I mean? Because you go to a lot of websites. You go to RTE, do not mention it. You, you have to go to these crappy Dublin Live, you know, .ie and shit like that. You know, and it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Terrible, terrible websites. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I said, it's a it's a combo of a live show and a podcast. We'll see how this turns out. Uh, haven't drank during a podcast in a year. Really? Yeah, yeah. I never drink during podcasts. I drink during the live show. We uh, used to only drink. Only drink, like ever. After. Yeah, because it was uh, much more fun. It was <laughs> yeah. much more fun. But uh, I'm drinking tonight. We'll see. Uh, let's see what happens. I've, I've an array of of weird leftover beers. Sitting in front of me, oh, should be interesting. We should tell the people what the have we tell people what the episode is about. Uh, roughly online yeah, this have, morning. Have a guess. Yeah, like. have a guess. <laughs> do you reckon it's St. Patrick's Day? Do you, what do you think we're going to do? Uh, yeah, so we're got, basically what we've done is we, we've done podcasts before where we picked you know you know our favorite Irish bands and stuff like that. But we're kind of we're narrowing it down, and we're also not really giving a show because it's Paddy's Day. We're doing another good Irish music podcast essentially, and uh, this is going to be more about. You're not going to get loads of in-depth information out of us. You're going to get kind of what we think about the songs and maybe a little a little few details, nothing major. But tonight is more yeah. about the fact that it's Paddy's Day. We've been locked down now for officially a year. This is the first major holiday that we missed. Um, and we're stuck. Stuck at home for another while. And do you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Um, 
It was not okay, but it's it's fucking better than being in some poxy gulag somewhere. It's better than having coronavirus. Bet you that. I'd imagine so. Yeah, that sounds like so. no fun having actual coronavirus. I couldn't tell you, but for sure, but I would. <laughs> one of those things of healthy guess at that. So, Pretty yeah. much. Uh, so let's kick straight into it, and we're going to play. We're going to play two back to back, and then we'll talk about um, talk about yes. our stuff. And listen, for those of you who who are in the chat room, uh, again, I have to reiterate this: if you're listening in, make sure and create an account so you can join in the chat room. Very important. Also, for anybody who is uh, who's coming in from Reddit. After the AMA, I will, if you post up questions into the Reddit, um, as well as answering them on Reddit, I'll try and answer them on here as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll do our best. Me and Helmet will answer questions from Reddit, if any of them come in. It's a weird day yes. on Reddit though, lads, I tell you this much. I've done about 10% of what I'd normally do, but I'll, ex- I'll explain, well, I'll explain the, uh, the AMA process uh, later on. But for now, I suppose let's get a, let's get a few little, little humdingers going, will we? Yes, these are our favourite Irish songs. Yeah, not these two, but like the beginning. Well, this is yeah. two of them. <laughs> <laughs>
myself a ransom. And sail a man from Glasgow town have flown the world around and round. Meanest thing that I had found on weekdays of wandering. I could see his evil eyes. Then it took me by surprise. Take me to your paradise. Want to see the jungle? Well, I'll get you in the mood. Well, now, 
Well uh, then, Paddy's Day. Even though Paddy's Day is pretty much over now, but let's not, not get you back off, into it. Not get you back into. So we it. had a Sinead O'Connor with "You Made Me the Thief of Your Heart," and then we had the Wolf Tones with "Celtic Symphony." Celtic Symphony. No, Celtic Symphony. I always thought it was no. Celtic Symphony, right? I tell you how I know it's Celtic Symphony, and I only found this out this week because I used to I used to correct people all the time. They'd say Celtic well, Symphony, and I'd be like, "No, it's Celtic Symphony," right? And I tell you why. Brian Warfield wrote that for the Celtic Football Club Centenary. Okay. That's I did not know that. Either did I until this week. That song is about Celtic Football Club, which makes me like it a little bit less. It's definitely not about them. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. But, uh, like, <laughs> that's how he's selling it. Let's put it that way. Came out in 1987, oh, yeah, so yeah. I assume Celtic was formed in 1887. And uh, there's some well, weird stuff. So weird stuff going on in there. There's a, there's a lot of keyboard that I don't like. Um, kind of latter-day show band keyboard stuff that I don't I think particularly like. A, I think that's an updated version of it, though. There's a lot of... I think that's the original one, right? Is it? Yeah, but know. the one we're used to hearing, you, you generally oh, hear live a one, live one. Yeah, that's right. Which has right all the, the guitars yeah. are banging and the mandolins are banging and all that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the recorded one that was done for the centennial yeah, because the one we're used to hearing, like, there are obviously different people singing it, it, it within the song, yeah. and some of them sound like way lower, like they're further away from yeah. or have a lower mic or something like that. It was weird. Like, yeah, back in fucking Warfield's back again, giving it. Yeah, look, I, I love that song because he'd just be on, uh, he'd just be on, he, of all things, he's on TikTok talking about people asking questions on TikTok and he answers like 15 second answers. So, like, I don't know what way to accept that information. I know it's mad weird. He's on there like he does about a hundred fucking things a day, where people people like send him in like, "Oh, can you say hello to me, Auntie Breda? It's our birthday today." And he's like, "Oh, Breda, happy birthday to you from the Wolf Tones or whatever, you know." Jesus, he's doing those cameo things for free. For free, yeah. Could be yeah. making a mint, like I like uh, I don't know. You can get Matt Latissier, the ex footballer. For obviously, I don't have to pay for Julio. Julio, uh, yeah. but but. Uh, <laughs> Footballer is doing it for like fifty quid. Yeah. John Barnes is one hundred and fifty quid. Really? I feel like I feel like getting him to like pimp some song I'm doing or something. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I wonder are you allowed to do whatever you want with it? Like, could you get could you get a musician? Could you get like Snoop Dogg for two hundred quid or something like that, and get him to like get him to read off script and then sample him and put it in your song and say Snoop Dogg Very was on your good. song? I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's something like they own the rights to Probably. the video. Probably, you can't profit from it or something like that. It's intended yeah. as a personal message. God, it's a good idea, though. Uh, yeah, I reckon. Let's do it. Who could be get? I'm just getting them to say Lost Art over and over. Over and over again. And they can be, do our intro. That can be our little intro. We have a pre-recorded intro that we play at the start of the, each podcast and live show. That'll yeah. be, I don't know, Michael Jackson will bring him back. Or Elvis or something. We'll we get them to, to, to ask Esoteric to do it, but he'd probably be like, no. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. Like, I, I wouldn't. We pushed, oh. that, we pushed that look a bit. Like we got like an hour and a half out with him. And yeah, it was poor chap was starving hour. by the he end was, of it. His like... dinner was going cold. Like, <laughs> that was literally the only reason that interview came to an end, because we were having a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, I think he him. enjoyed it. I think, I think so. he enjoy, enjoyed the fact that we didn't just go, so, you're in a band with Inspector Dick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Came, obviously, it came up. Yeah. And th- luckily and, he brought yeah. it up thank god thank god um, so yeah, what was yeah. your track there your track was Sinead O'Connor but you made me the thief I'm just reading it off there Have yeah glasses it's, my, on it's one of my favourites it's, it's in like my top 10 uh, Irish songs of all time and probably has to be my favourite by her 
because otherwise she'd have more songs in the top 10 <coughs> which she doesn't mm. so <laughs> yeah. this was released in 1994 uh, written by Bono Gavin Friday and Morris Caesar it's for a lot of you will know the 1993 film In the Name of the Father so Jim Sheridan directed that movie and he directed the extra bits which Sinead O'Connor running through Dublin and breaking out of a jail cell and stuff like that yeah. it's really really cool a little bit of an inspiration to the video I made because I, I a lot of people don't know I, I didn't like film that I filmed bits of it obviously bits that I'm in mm-hmm. but uh, that is stock footage which I had to go and look and build a story with from, from a few different places getting that together so yeah um, this uh this was produced by Tim Simonon, who you picked before for producer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Was it was a producer? I think or? it was producers, because he did uh, Ultra by Depeche mm. Mode, mm. and he also did an album for Sinead O'Connor. But uh, that the production on that is absolutely fantastic, and mm. he's kind of an, an electronic producer That's and right, musician. Yeah. Uh, Bomb the bass or Bombastic, I think is, is the name of his. Thing. I think it was Bomb the bass. But, um, yeah. yeah, that song is just gets me every time. Really does get you going. Absolutely gets the people no. going. I don't think so. <laughs> it doesn't it's mean it. It's a demotivator, but it's it's not supposed to be. But yeah, it's definitely not a motivational yeah. song. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is. It's not as motivational as uh, Celtic Symphony. But um, that's just I absolutely outrageous. Love. That Celtic Symphony. It's so. It's like I think it might be terrible. Do you know what I mean? Like I think no, it's, it's brilliant. I don't know. I think it might be walking the line between terrible and brilliant. Like. Oh no, it's it's definitely a bit terrible as well. Yeah. Like it's like I mean, it's a rebel song. Yeah, like it, I think it, it, I mean, you're, you're blowing my mind here, telling me it's about for Celtics. Or yeah, it's about Celtics. football. It is though, um, because 1987 is a bit late in the game. Like, but um, yeah, it elicits a response. Like, there's just something about being Irish and hearing music like that. Even if you're not into that music, when you hear music like, think, like that, I think it was written for. for Celtic, but not about the club. Like it is about a guy from Glasgow. Okay, that's fair enough. But there's more to it. It's about. It's got to be about war and stuff. The like fucking that. Mi- the middle eight and is him shouting "Ewa up the raz." Like you know what I mean? Let's yeah, just be honest. Course, and, yeah. and not only that, I think he says "Ewa up the raz." Just like the, the wide spectrum of IRAs that we had. You know, the many raz. Yeah, yeah, up all them, up all the raz is basically what he's saying. Uh, in the immortal words of a mate of ours, but like. Up all yeah. the raz is what he's saying, but then he says like the graffiti on the wall says up the celts, up the celts. Like, so that's true. Uh, yeah, he's, he, I, I'd say realistically, it's a rebel song hidden in the wrapping paper of it being about a football club. Do you know what I mean? Which it's again, I lose a bit, a, a bit of a, uh, I lose a bit of like, edge off it. Like the way uh, John Parr's Saint Elmo's Fire was written and then tied into the movie yeah. Saint Elmo's Fire because it doesn't really reference anything mm. to do with it at all mm. and it's so wedged in even it's even <laughs> wedged in phonetically like at the i always think that stands out like <coughs> mad to be where the future's right saint elmo's fire what? what that came out nowhere <laughs> i was like why did he say that that's random <laughs> uh yeah like we, we, we talked before about songs that were written for movies where they were like can you put the name of the movie yeah. in it and like the band's gone it doesn't fit I can't remember what you, you, you were talking about that we done um, Unchained Melody was the last one we talked about that's right and he's like you can't fit this this, uh, this yeah. term into the yeah. song write a song about this film called Unchained Melody and the, the lyrics have to contain the words Unchained Melody and he didn't do it Yeah. so he just called the song Unchained no. Melody actually no, the, the like, movie's yeah. called Unchained and he called the song Bro. Unchained Melody yeah. okay right yeah yeah 
Oh, that's probably just the, the work in progress name that they had for it. More than likely. And then just went with it. But uh, <clears throat> I suppose the cure do it as well in Bourne, mm. which has the word crow in it. Yeah, it just that's it, isn't it? Everything yeah. like a born dream, a crow like dream. See yeah. ya. Crow black, crow black dream. Something like that, yeah. yeah. See, see you now, yeah, yeah. boy. That's where, that's where you have to Yeah, there, you're doing Ch- Ch- checklist. Yeah, check please. Done. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you're like, I don't know, man, Robert. I was thinking more like, I am a crow. I am the Brandon Lee crow, 1994. <laughs> Look at my face. I don't think that works, though. I don't think they'd like a side of crow black dream. <laughs> You can have that or you can have fucking nothing. Can you imagine uh, I often think, uh, do you know what? Sometimes I'm just making coffee and randomly my brain will just go randomly. Radiohead doing the team tune for Celebrity Get Me Over Here. And I'm like, why did you say that? Because now I have to think of it. And then I, I, have last, I have that song playing in my head now. Oh, yeah, you've made it. Like You've written it. Yeah. yeah it lives it's there. It's like, please, mister, please, mister. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. I'm like, yeah, great. That's going to go in my head now forever. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> please, mister, let me out of here. And it's like, that's, that's it now. In my head forever. So uh, I can't remember how I started talking about this, but you were going to tell me about your AMA situation. Yeah, so every year I do, um, kind of became a tradition. I, I can't remember if it was like six or seven years ago. It could even be more. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't really remember. But um, I had joined Reddit and I found that the the subreddit called AMA, which stands for Ask Me Anything. And it was around St. Patrick's Day, like I said, 100 years ago. And I said, maybe people might be interested. Because I'd, I'd read, and it's, you know, people like, you know, I'm training to be a pilot, ask me anything. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting that, like, it's not just famous people. It's anybody who has something interesting to say. I so, am Harambe's train, train, or trainer. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I said, I'm going to, I'll start one. So I'll put one up saying, I am a pub owner in Dublin. And it's St. Patrick's Day, ask me anything. And it went fucking gangbusters, like, gangbusters. And uh, I didn't know, I didn't know what the etiquette was, so I just answered everybody's questions, even if yeah. I'd answered them like fifty times before. So I answered literally every single question that came in. I think I answered. I ended up answering like two thousand questions. Holy shit! That's why it was so popular. I mean, you pumped it, and it, and it worked. Oh, yeah, I, ju- I just grinded I'm, it. Like I really did. I, I think when people see, like, what I do is for those AMAs, right? If I ever thought to ask a question, I would see how many questions were answered. Yeah. So that's what everyone does. I think they scroll down and go, oh, this fucker's literally answering everyone. I'm going to throw a question in there. Yeah, because the, the, problem, the problem I saw, because I, I was following a, the, a lot of the AMAs, and I saw that like a lot of the people weren't answering any questions. We're picking and choosing the most yeah, interesting ones. And, 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 and some people's answers are so garbage. Like, ah, they don't yeah, really yeah. want to be there and do it. Of course, you know. So, like, um, like, what ones bored you to do? I'm just like... Yeah. I got paid to be music, do this like. music I like yeah exactly like. okay um, that's a great answer thanks a million not even a hello or anything yeah. exactly so I just said you know what I'm going to do it and I'm just going to answer literally every question and I'm just going to stay glued to my phone and I was in work because the way I, I used to work St. Patrick's Day was that I'd go in I'd go in like fuck seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning and then I'd set up like all the outside stuff, you know, like the smoking area and the, the standing area and pull down the awning and I'd get, go get ice and have everything ready to go, you know, do the till, all that kind of crap. And we'd open up at, I think we'd open up at 11 or something. And essentially what would happen is that the first wave of staff would come in at 11 o'clock. I'd stick around until maybe two, two or three. 
and then I'd run home for a couple of hours and I get a couple of hours sleep and then I come back in in the evening. Uh, not always, but most times I'd come back in the evening because um, maybe I was going to DJ or maybe I was just going to hang around and make sure everything was okay. So yeah. uh, I, when I started doing it, I just had the phone literally just glued to my hand. Like I was serving people with the phone in my hand, answering questions. And even when I had to do something for like 20 minutes and I come back and I'd say, you know what, I'm going to fucking... I just gonna catch up on the ones I missed, so I'd answer all those, and it got to the. Th- I ended up doing. I think I answered like the first one was like two thousand questions, and then the next year, I think the next year was slightly less, maybe seventeen hundred questions. I think the third year was like two and a half thousand. I answered. Um, wow. I had it Holy worked shit. out last year. Last year was kind of interesting. Uh, just because it was it was like a week after the pub had been closed uh, forced yeah. to close so this is a for, first big public holiday that had been cancelled so everybody's shit in the bed you know everybody thinks this is going to be like Mad Max so everybody's on, on the internet anyway looking for answers and they see um, I think I had just done the interview with BBC I'd been on, on, on TV for BBC oh yeah where they called you uh, Gareth Cummings Cummings yeah Gareth Cummings I was like you know what whatever and yeah uh, so I let, I let them away with it. Whatever. So um, I I um, I said, you know what? Fuck it, we're closed. But and I think I was in there on, on St. Patrick's Day anyway. I said, I'm going to do yeah. it anyway. Because maybe people will be interested in, in what it's like that we're closed. And it was bananas busy. Like crazy fucking busy. That's where the, the GoFundMe thing came from. Was the people kept asking if they could like donate towards the running of the pub. And I was like, I don't That's know right, how yeah. to do that. And uh, enough people asked that I was like, you know what, I'm going to go home and I'm going to figure this out. And I think I downloaded the GoFundMe app on my phone on the way home. And uh, I downloaded the GoFundMe app on my phone on the way home. And I think I set it up and people were slagging me because I put down, you know, you know what, what are you trying to, what's your maximum limit? You know, what are you trying to earn? I put in like a hundred million dollars or something, yeah. something stupid. Just because I didn't want it to reach a cap and then die on me. I wanted to see, because I didn't know yeah, how long the pub was going to be closed. It's yeah, exactly. like... It's like when you like if you were to ask someone for money and they just said yes straight away, like fuck, we should ask for double that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So by the time I got off the bus, I set it up. I think I set it up on Parnell Street, and by the time I got home, which is like fifteen minutes away, I think there was like a thousand euro in it. So I was like, holy fucking shit, I might yeah. be onto something here. Now bear in mind, while I'm doing this, I'm still answering questions on Reddit and doing all that shit, and then I had. Um, I had newspapers ringing me, I had radio stations ringing me, I had TV stations ringing and emailing me, trying to get quotes and interviews and stuff. I think I'd done a few of them that day, but um, I think I'd done one for like some American radio station I'd done. I can't remember, I'd done a bunch of them. And, uh, hey, we got Gareth Cummins yeah. here from Ireland. Ireland. You guys are still closed St. down. St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, uh, exactly. Gareth, tell me what it's like over there right now. Exactly, that's what I was like. Oh, well, well, uh champ it's, uh, it's grim over here you know, the usual shit so I done that uh, <laughs> Listen to the exactly. Idiot. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, the Americans like us mostly I think they, they generally do yeah. Um, so yeah I done that and obviously the, the, so today is the one year anniversary of the GoFundMe um, which realistically helped massively in keeping the pub um, not necessarily alive because it's not alive it's just in stasis but it kept it in stasis if you get me you know and uh, yeah. like you can see, like the the money's not a secret. The money's on the front page. It was thirty one thousand euros um, in that GoFundMe, which is great. Like made a massive difference. Um, but like uh, it did. It's sad that like that. It's we're still a year later, and now if you were to if you were to say at the start that the the pub was going to get that money, you'd think, oh, amazing, that's going to cover it. 
Probably doesn't though. Absolutely not. Like, like you have to think of it. Think of it this way: that like, to, let's round it down to thirty grand. Like, thirty grand might be two decent weeks taking a pub. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, that's um, mad. Like, now I know there's no staff and all that shit, but it's still full rent. There's no deals on rent. Full rent. Mm. You've got insurance. And in order to even get our insurance claim back off the insurance company, we have to keep up our insurance um, our, our insurance deal with them. So you have insurance. Which is, which is checks and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Like, it's, 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 the whole thing is fucking crazy. And then you've got, there's like outstanding bills and stuff. And then there was government grants that came in. But to be honest with you, the government grant situation was so messy at the start. There was no... They had no page on a website that said, "This, if you're a pub, this is what you're entitled to. It was hidden under like seven layers of fucking other website pages. And so I think of all the grants that were offered, we, we applied for, I'd say, 99% of them. We got maybe half of them because um, not everybody got every grant. Uh, we didn't apply for the venue grant because that meant you would have had to... Um, the venue grant was weird because you had to give a list of everybody who had played in your venue in the last like two years or something like that and mm. that's gonna that's gonna fuck over some people who are just playing gigs for fun and maybe making enough money to cover the event so essentially if we had to give over names of people who had played there and like rough takes and, and all this kind of shit it would mean that like i could be ratting someone out to get them in trouble with the tax tax people so we said it's not worth it let's just let let's not apply for that one because it just looked like we would have got some people in trouble you know um, when all they want to do is play gigs, fans in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And they're not making money, and then obviously they wake up and they owe money. Oh, exactly, that. you know. And they they released a list of venues that got it as well. And I was like, how the fuck did they like? How did they finagle that? Like, you know, how did they work that out that they weren't going to hang all the bands, or did they just not give a shit that they were hanging a lot of bands and musicians? You know, it's uh, they might they might not have hung them. Yeah, they could have figured. Hopefully, they did. Like I, I couldn't figure out any way around it. Bar inventing people, and I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be responsible for fraud. So we said, let's just not. You should have said you two played there. Just say me. I played every gig, and Aaron <laughs> you know Norton. He said, if you would have said you two played there, go. I tried to get them on tax before. It's impossible. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're back this year doing doing the AMA. I got up. I didn't necessarily get up early. I just woke up early. Woke up at nine. Got it started. Then I got shut down because I made reference of COVID-19 and you're not allowed to talk about COVID-19 on Reddit. It gets automatically censored. Blap. Gone. And uh, What? Yeah, the minute I, mean? like I said we're still closed due to COVID-19 and Reddit just deleted it. Is it in the title it. or in... in... It's in the, in the body of the text. And they deleted the whole thing. So I got onto the mods. They weren't answering. So I had to just do it again. And I just removed COVID-19. I said like due to the current situation or some bullshit like that. And I put that up and uh, started start tapping away but to be honest with you I talked to two mods today on Reddit and they're, they're having trouble with algorithms on Reddit in general uh, messing things up so today's AMA was honest to god it was like 10% of what it would normally be it was very very quick I answered a couple of hundred questions if even you know uh, compared to a couple yeah. of thousand it was very very quick now like I said this, I, I have posted this link up onto the, the Reddit page so the, the people who are who are jumping onto that that Reddit page now, maybe they're tuning in. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Whatever. But um, I, as I said earlier, if people do ask questions on the Reddit thing, I will as well as answer them on the app. I'll do my best to answer them here. Um, also, you don't have to be on the app. If anybody has a question about fucking pubs being closed for the last year, if anybody has a question about Hellman not DJing for the last year, hit us up with them in the chat room. That's yeah. what it's there for. 
Um, 100% that's what it's there for. Let's get some more uh, Muzak. Yes. Banging. There's two two murderers in a row here. Yeah. That's like dead row here. Murderers fucking row here. Here we go. <laughs>
Scream Adria by Therapy on Sunday. Bloody Sunday. It's impossible not to say it like that. Impossible. It's very hard. It's not allopartity, yeah. It's, it's just there. It's in, it's in the fucking, it's in the head. <laughs> Every time it's, it's mentioned, Bloody Sunday. I can't help it. Can't help it. Um, what have I got here for Sunday Bloody Sunday? 1983. We talked about this uh, not that long ago either. It's one of my favourite U2 songs. Uh, first song Larry Mullen ever used a click track to. Because um, he, he hated click tracks. And he bumped into someone. Most, most drummers do. Yeah, yeah. He bumped into someone. Here did he bump into? Could have been someone from like Funkadelic or something like that. He said, you have to use a fucking click track, it's sap. And he went, all right. <laughs> and uh, he went off and he just learned how to play that song off click track. That'd be incredibly hard to play without a click track, to be honest with you. That kind of yeah, marching band. That thing. kind of military drumming stuff. Yeah, yeah, really yeah hard. Uh, So that's off War, uh, which was one of that kind of big breakout records recorded in Windmill Lane here in Dublin, which doesn't exist anymore. I think it's... What's down there now? Apartments or something it's, like that? Well, it's it's the studio does. It's been moved. Yeah. Yeah, the studio so is somewhere for, else. But further that, down, further yeah. down the, the keys, I think, isn't it? I don't know. I was, I, was, uh, I was in there doing a course not too long ago. Ah. Well, ah. No, actually, it was long ago. It was over a year ago now. Two, yeah, maybe, year probably two years ago at this stage. Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't remember, yeah. I can't remember <laughs> if I was ever in there. I think I might have been down there at one stage. Because, like, as I said before, I've done a little bit of work across the road on Pier Street, um, which would have been just around the corner. Um, which I walked by the other day. I walked by Westland Studios, which is where I done a little bit, a little bit of work with a buddy of mine who was a sound engineer. And uh, I think it's a, it's a podcast studio now that you just rent out, like a, a room has all the gear in it. Like I don't think the right, actual yeah. Westland Studios is there anymore, which is crazy. The amount of big bands that recorded there is fucking insane. Like Michael Jackson knobs in there, like it's just mad shit. Oh, when you go in there, even now you can see all their uh, like gold records up. All the gold records. Mental. 50 Cent was there. Yeah, 50 Cent was there. Michael Jackson and 50 Cent recorded a good bit over here. They were out in that place in Westmead as well, that weird yeah, no, hobbit hole. Grouse Lodge. Grouse Lodge. I don't think that the Jackson was in um, that. I was, yeah. He booked it out for like three weeks for some no, mixing no, session. He, no, he was there, yeah. Not yeah. in the other one, sorry. Not in a... Windmill. Jesus, my fucking brain. I don't think he was in Windmill. No, he was in... Um, he was in yeah, the one across the road in Pier Street. He was in Western Studios and he was in um, oh, yeah. Grouse Lodge for a while for some mixing or some shit like that. Um, people loved Grouse Lodge. Is that still going? That recording studio? Um, I think it possibly might be. I'm not sure. I know that uh, Hope of the States recorded their album there. Yeah. And that album is absolutely savage. Like a, a lot of the stuff that came out there was really, really good. It was just one of those, um, one of the first studios I heard of that was custom built to be away from everything. Like there was like, a lot of people were renting or buying like Metallica done a fucking Trent Reznor done a, there was buying houses or renting houses and turning them into studios, um so they could stay there away from everybody else. Nobody could knock in and annoy them. But like Grouse Lodge is one of those places that was just it was uh it was so far away from everywhere else. Like yeah, you, you had to do your shop before you went there. There was no going to shop or going to the pub. While you were in there, you were stuck there. Like that, it was like a hotel uh, recording studio. It was interesting. Uh, but Sunday bloody Sunday. It's about both the Bloody Sundays and none of the Bloody Sundays, which is interesting. Right. Uh, again, we talked about it before. The, the violin in it is a guy who went on. He was a street performer. Went on to join the Water Boys not too long after um, after this recording. But he was standing at the bus stop on the edge. He was walking through Dublin, walking down towards Windmill Lane while they were recording. Seeing him with a violin case and said, can you play that? He said, yeah. He says, follow me. Imagine you just went, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, he says, can you play that? Yeah, follow me. Have you got an hour? Yeah, just went down. And uh, I think first take, second take, banged that out of it. It was like a little electric um, fiddly had. And just banged it out. Listen, played it through once, and then off he went. 
done that whole bit that kind of turned it into this big epic song that with the drum beat obviously is a killer and uh, went on to join the Waterboys you know the Waterboys are considered to be like a British Irish band because they're not like the main guy what's his fucking name Scott um, he's from Scotland and everyone else in the band it's like there's like one Irish dude one Welsh dude one English dude that type of thing like he he didn't consider the band to be kind of English or Scottish, he was like, well, we just will be everything. So, like, we could, yeah. in theory, have gotten away with playing some water boys here. In theory. Um, because they're considered a, 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 a British Irish band. But I just thought they were Irish. I never even knew. I knew they had English members, like, but. Yeah, the main guy is, is Scottish, yeah. The lead singer, here's Kimbo on the chat room. The lead singer asked me, I want to see his room when a mate brought me to Grouse Lodge to see it. As Gar says, they were fairly stuck for entertainment. That's, you're just letting yourself down there. Uh, no, you're bringing yourself down, Kimbo. I'm sure you'd be great fun in someone's bedroom. Especially Grouse Lodge. Um, the lead singer of what? The Waterboys? No, I hope the States are Oh, there you go. Um, should have done it. Why not? Why he not? banged. Loads of people. <laughs> Did he? I don't know. Probably. Probably. He's in a bank. They don't strike me as the kind of rock and roll band, but yeah, like, Meh. I don't know. Maybe he's just, uh, maybe he was lonely and wanted some company. Lonely, fucking lonely. That makes Kimbo sound bad. She was just filling a hole in his heart. I'm sorry, Kimbo. Uh, and what you had therapy with Scream Major, obviously. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's uh, it's a shite song and I hate it. Mm. It's uh, It doesn't do anything for me at all. It never has. I hope I never My hear it again. It is absolutely phenomenal. So... It actually, I didn't know this till today. It was originally released on the Sharp, 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 Chalk. That's right. I have that. I say it in order. Short, Sharp, Chop, Sharp, Sharp, Chop. Sharp, Chalk, AP. Yeah, I have that downstairs, yeah. Um, from 1903. I thought it was just on Troublegum straight away, but uh, I, I still don't really know my therapy history. So this song was influenced by The Undertones, Rudy, and mm. Helmet. And it does sound like Definitely. a song written by Helmet mm. and The Undertones. It really fucking does. Like 100%. It. Um, and it's one of the greatest alternative rock songs it's outrageous. of this country. Uh, I think they came up with the name. Michael from the band came up with the name. They were watching Smash Hits and they were talking about, they were all screaming, like all the young people were screaming. He's like, look at these bunch of scream agers. Mm. And Andy Cairns was like, you know what? That's a banger of a name for a song. Yeah, let's, let's keep that. that. Uh, so a lot of people think it's called Screamager. Because... Yes. Uh, <laughs> It's Screamager. Yeah, Screamager. But, uh, but a lot of people wouldn't like for years. I, I honestly think it's about 50 50 would request it as Screamager or Screamager. I'll just kick anybody out who ever calls a Screamager. That's stupid. Uh, also, Therapy, the, the band's name, the question mark at the end of it was a mistake. When they were, when they sent their uh, cover for one, like the first album or first EP off to the printers, they had to fill out a sheet and they wrote down. Their, their writing was bad or something like that and whoever was doing the proofreading wrote down therapy and put a question mark as if like the question it and the printer just yeah. ran with it and put the question mark after it so it, it stuck it's been therapy with a question mark forever since uh, I'm run therapy see what I did there mm. uh, <laughs> exactly but well, that's what people th- that's what people thought of it uh-huh. yeah. I'm run therapy yeah, yeah that, you adding a question mark to it and it actually it, it I always thought it was on purpose, but yeah. Um, yeah, just to fuck up the printers. No. Like Donkey Kong. And they just went with it. This was the... Or Pac-Man. That's, that was wrong as well. It might be Puck-Man, wasn't it? Was it? Mm. Donkey Kong Puck-Man. was supposed to be Monkey Kong and Pac-Man was meant to be Puck-Man, I think. 
how are these these are obviously changed by marketing there's no way that was like a, an error or mistake. who knows who knows um, this was the first song they ever got to go on top of the pops after and it's uh, ironically it was about uh, slag, slagging kids at the not slagging kids but uh, named after the screaming kids at the smash hit awards do you remember um, smash hits I used to love smash hits magazine yeah yeah it was great yeah. uh, but I, it was a bit poppy oh yeah but then again if I had been more aware of like more cool stuff in the eighties. I would have like I, I don't know what I, I loved eighties music, but I just presumed that Smash Hits back then when I was younger was going to be just like I don't know Kylie Minogue and stuff. Mm. Just that. I had a but, little uh, bit of everything. It, it definitely leaned it did, into yeah, that. I, 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 yeah, I caught that stuff. afterwards. Like yeah. after a few years, I was like, oh shit, I was young. I hate everything. <laughs> uh, so look, that was uh, Screamager. Screamager by oh, Therapy. Therapy, <laughs> the Nord has such good bands. They've so so many savage yeah. bands. Like they really they do. do. Like if, if you were to do like a demographic cut, I think the Nord wins every time. Like they just pump out so many savage acts. Like the the South has some great great bands and singers. Don't get me wrong, but the North just has it. They have a fucking sound up, especially for like heavier music. You know, for punk and alternative and stuff like that. They're fucking astounding. But, um, was it they say pressure makes diamonds you know when you're from a place growing up in a fucking rough place and you you, you want to get into yeah. music you're going to put everything into it you know fucking I, was, I, watched, I recently watched uh, Good Vibrations the 2000 oh yeah I still haven't seen that about, about the uh, I need to turn this uh, sorry there's a, there's a beeping off. is it on my I, I'm still signed into Discord so it's making noise I don't know if it's coming through over there I don't hear anything I don't hear it <laughs> grand grand okay hey, I watched that show about uh is it uh, it's with Terry the record star and Terry Hewley and yeah the guy who kind of it was almost like the Northern Irish version of um, 24 Hour Party People yeah but it was really 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 right, yeah. great film and it has uh, I think John Dorman Dorman uh, the guy who was uh, Game of Thrones eye patch guy <laughs> fucking Don Darian uh, him and I, it took me ages to realise Liam Cunningham uh, no Liam Cunningham no no Liam Cunningham is in it though oh, Liam Cunningham is, is in it he's the one recording the undertones in it uh, that's a brilliant scene actually I actually won't spoil it just watch that film if you haven't mm. seen it it's absolutely fantastic definitely will um, so yeah I can't remember what I was talking about that's, some uh, no- Northern yeah, Ireland music that's what we're <laughs> talking Northern about Northern music uh, yeah like you said uh, the, the pressure creates diamonds um, or like that the, the stress and a lot of people thought like uh when he was set, when he was shipping that song around, the undertone song, mm. a lot of the people in London were like, "Where's the tanks and the bombs and the grimness?" <laughs> too happy, yeah, yeah, just too happy. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think a lot of the music that came out wasn't all grim and sad. It was uplifting. Oh, one hundred percent. Trying to make the best song, of fucking whatever yeah. was going on. Like, absolutely, this song is is no, is no different. One hundred percent. Right, let's get another batch of tracks going here. What have we got? What is up next for us? And turn. Oh, yeah. oh yes, it's weird because I'm doing the first ones this time. Yeah, it's swapped I? around there, so I have to keep yeah, yeah, doubling yeah, back, yeah. doubling, doubling yeah. back on myself. Right here is two more Stone Cold Killers from Ireland. I hold up the telephone 
the cranberries with uh, zombie and that, then uh, that cold that, sweat. Obviously, by obviously that song is incredible, but the end of it is particularly incredible. Yeah, just bass tone, super. Love the end of it. Yeah, bass tone is super. Apparently, I was reading about it. So uh, it came out in nineteen ninety four after No Need to Argue album. It was written by Dolores. She wrote it um, in a hotel room or something like that. And when she showed up in the studio, she was they they kind of made a name for themselves for doing like the whole kind of jangle pop type of type of thing, um, mm. and they never really used kind of distortion or any of that type of malarkey at all. Not really. They used that kind of as layers, but they never based a song around that kind of heft. And she was like adamant. She was like, "This has to have mad distortion. Like this has to be." Like, this has to sound like fucking Death Hanks and that bombs. Like, that's what it has to sound like. And she was dead, right? Yeah. Like, that was that big fucking breakout here. Um, they, they obviously came with a, a bunch of fucking bangers. I mean, this that was, what, their second album, I think? No need to argue. Was it their second album? They they'd songs that done well beforehand, but they were like a kind of standard college rock kind of band. Mm. Uh, it was around this time, around 1994, they started getting accepted in by the the, the, the fading light, the kind of grunge scene then as well. The, the kind of grunge kids start liking cranberries you start seeing cranberries uh, t-shirts with uh underneath jackets with nirvana uh, patches and stuff like that on them as well they they done they done a great job of kind of not necessarily inserting themselves into a genre but making sure that it was known that they could do it as well you know yeah the song is just bananas good like it's also one of those songs that you can you never get sick of hearing it's very very um, no no i'll never get sick of hearing that yeah i guess sick of hearing the covers yeah, but I honestly, it's just phenomenal, and it, like, it's so hard to still think that that happened to her. Yeah, crazy. Like I often completely forget because it was so f- far, like from left field. When I heard it, I was yeah. like, "What?" Uh, that I, it's one of those ones that I genuinely forget sometimes. It's fucked up on a plane, wasn't it? With painkillers or something? No, no, she drowned in a hotel room. Was it? I thought, he was on a plane. Of, I was Princess Leia though in the plane. There was a, there was a period there where like a lot of people died. How did you mix? Because there was a period <laughs> oh, where like right, six sorry. people all you, died in the same. Yeah, I, I thought you meant actually Princess Leia. What? <laughs> um, there was a period of like six months there where loads of people were dying just fucking yeah. willy nilly. Yeah. And that, it wasn't quite. Uh, what was it? Two thousand seventeen. What was the? What was that uh, year? Seventeen was bad. I think seventeen was bad. Eighteen, we got a little bit of a respite. There were still people dying. 19 was pretty green yeah. then as well. And then we just stopped counting last year. Oh, but it was 2016 that uh, that that was the ropey year. That was that where Bowie and I went? Bowie, yeah. yeah. Fuck. I think George, George Michael, yeah, like on Christmas Day. Grimness. I think. On Grimness Day. St. Grimness Day. Fuck that man! Honest to God, yeah, that, that was a bad year. Like every morning we're waking up. Do you remember all the fucking like Captain Picard memes? You know what I mean? There was so many yeah. of them. It's like, what the fuck is next? Like, honest to God, like I'm surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at the time if fucking Patrick Stewart had to do it. God forbid. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Although after making that Picard show, I don't know. Oh yeah, I watched one episode. Wasn't that. good. Oh, yeah. I, I never, I never liked uh, Star Trek. So I'm yeah, I love Star Trek. Picard wasn't good. It, it was about eight shows mashed into one man. It ended about six times and then just started again. I hadn't a clue what the fuck was going. Look great. I'll give it that. It looked super. Um, really did. Like speaking of science fiction, I'm re rewatching Firefly at the moment. That's my current, my current little binger. Fire, this thing. Firefly. Fly, fly. 
Bring, bring back Firefly, yeah. everyone. Guys, come on. Exactly. Can we get some more petitions? Please bring back my favourite television show. Yeah. Sorry. Ta- oh, I, I, I'm I just love a horrible it. cunt. That, yeah. I'm just a horrible cunt doesn't care about it. I love it. Um, love it to bits. But, and it's fun, you know. But a single season... Uh, yeah, it's because it's, it's hard to get good science fiction, and I'm not I'm not so much a mass like I do love science fiction, but I kind of think I prefer kind of fantasy stuff personally. If we're if we're talking fantastical out there, shit, I think I prefer fantasy over sci-fi. Um, right. And, but there's a lot more sci-fi than there is fantasy. But a lot of the sci-fi is fucking garbage, like garbage, dirt. Mm. Like even yeah, the Expanse, yeah. everybody's going mad for. It. Like last season, the Expanse is okay. One before I was poor. The few before that were very good, but like. Yeah, I thought when they went to Amazon or whatever, it's gotten good again, though. Not really. It's got slightly better effects, to be honest with you. Um, right. Yeah, it's, I think there might be so much... I haven't read those books, but I assume that there's so much going on in those books that they don't really know where to plant their feet right. a lot of the time, you know what I mean? And maybe they picked the wrong kind of... the wrong line to follow. There's madness going on outside my house. There's ambulances and cops and fire brigades and... The last section that we were talking, there was a bloke standing outside the door just literally screaming into the sky by himself. So, yeah, well, it's You're going to hear some, some, some savage stuff, folks. Speaking of uh, screaming into the sky, yes. Cold sweat, you heard. Murderer. You heard Tin Lizzy, Cold sweat. It's my favourite Tin Lizzy song. Right. And it's not, I don't think it's their best, but it's my favourite. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I can see, like. We can tell logically. the difference between that. Yeah, logically, I know that it's not like probably the best, but it's my favorite, and I absolutely love it. Uh, Nineteen eighty-three from their final studio album, Thunder and Lightning. Um, it was the heaviest song that they, I think, ever did. Oh yeah, it was, it was lacking like, a lot of cheese. Just went straight for the jugular, didn't it? Yeah, and it was written by uh, John Sykes, who does the amazing guitar solo on it. Yeah, um, he co-wrote it. It's been covered by Sodom, it's been covered by Megadeth, and it was supposed to be performed on Top of the Pops, but they were uh, kicked off, or kicked off, but they were told they're not allowed to go on after Finlina had an argument with the stage manager. I'd say a lot, that stuff happens, uh, Top of the Pops is sort of renowned for pissing people off, because they can't sing the song. Yeah, true. They're not allowed to play it live. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever changed. I can't remember. I know that people have taken the piss, like Oasis switched yeah. members. Iron Maiden done uh, it as well. I think where Nico, the drummer, got out and started pretending to play the bass and Bruce Dickinson jumped in and pretended to play drums yeah. in the middle of a song. So there's been a couple of those bands, yeah. Uh, and I know that when All About Eve went on, they didn't get the inner. So the song started to play and they weren't aware it was oh, even playing. Rough. Because it wasn't, it wasn't playing in the studio. It, it doesn't... It goes to the in-ear or something like that. Um, which makes no sense because there's an audience there. Are they just standing there? I don't really get that bit. I think they play. Oh, yeah, maybe. Now, the audience have to have, like, a monitor So maybe what, maybe what happened is their in-ears, like, they just couldn't hear anything over their in-ears or whatever. Like that. Although you can, you can generally hear stuff over your in-ears a lot. Yeah. Or the screen um, majors were just too loud, Helmet. The screen majors. So, that, yeah, they played that and uh, they were just standing there and... I mean, all they could do was really laugh mm. when they realised that the song was playing and, and I'd say, I don't know, who was looking at them going, Ooh. Fucking awful so, to be yeah. made to do that, to like, have to dub yourself, like. Yeah. Um, a lot of, and and here's the thing, most people would go, no, fuck that, but it's top of the pop. Yeah, it's a big deal, Makes, isn't it? It can make a band, it really yeah. can make a band. Um, so, that was Cold Sweat 
It's a killer. That's uh, mm-hmm. we have another Thin Lizzy song on the list as well. Later, they're too good not to have two on. We've got, we've got, um, I've got one. Yeah, I figured you you, well. you would want to put another one on because I know a lot of people probably would not be happy with that. That's a killer song. song. That's but, in my in my top. I think um, Angel of Death off Renegade. I think is my favorite song. By them, it's just it's outrageous. Doesn't they, they had such such a wide spectrum within such a kind of small genre that they were making music in? They had such a wide spectrum of like attempts at different styles in that genre, you know. Um, yeah, that synthy stuff they had. Fucking, and then even his solo stuff. Apparently, I was reading it was murder on a lot of the the um, the, the fill in at solo stuff as well, where he just expected a lot of the guys and Tin Lizzy to just play on his solo album without getting paid. He was like, just show up and play. Like the songs are written. Who, who was this? This Phil in it. Apparently, there was a there was a bit of grief <coughs> um, when it came to his solo albums that he just expected the lads oh, to play on his solo album without getting paid. You know, like as mates. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, but like I don't get to release a yeah. huge solo album myself. Well, some of them went on to do cool stuff, like but they didn't. They, was, they would never ask someone exactly, to do it for free. especially when Gary Moore was gone. Like they had, they had. Like uh, it was almost fucking rent a band at one stage, you know. Yeah. There was a there was a bunch of guys that they were just taking from other bands, a studio guys filling in dates on tours and jumping in on albums and shit. It got particularly kind of messy in the last couple of years for Tin Lizzy. So it did. I think uh, Downey was Downey there for the get go. I think his son might have jumped in and played. Um, I don't think he was there for that. Was he? She's oh, actually I don't know. I, I don't th- know my Tin Lizzy history a whole lot to be perfectly honest. I think Downey was there from the get go. Um, speaking of Gecko, I only found out the other day as well that Dolores O'Riordan wasn't the original singer for the Cranberries. Was she not? No, some dude, some bloke, and uh, I think he got torfed out and they brought Dolores in. So also, I gotta say this: I, I've I, never, I've never heard him, but I already know it was a good choice. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like holy shit! Uh, also, the worst name for the band in the history of bands, the Cranberries. Uh, it, we, we we're just so used to listening to it that it doesn't even mean anything to us anymore. We just go, yeah, it's the Cranberries, yeah. But when you think about it, that's just the worst name for a fucking band ever. What you call the Gooseberries? That's a stupid name. We're not using that. You know what I mean? The Cranberries. Get fucked. Terrible name for a band. Um, great band, great songs, but I've no time for that name whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Not into the it Cranberries. At all. It's just uh, a bad I, name. You know what? It's one of those ones that I don't think about. Exactly. Until it makes me think about it. Like I keep doing this to people with Aerosmith. I'm like, think how bad that name is. That's real bad. But you never think about it because no, it's just an institution exactly. that you, you don't actually really. You've been saying about. it most of your life, so again, yeah. it means it means nothing. But, it's like saying how. But if someone to the, but if some, someone says uh, we want to book into the Thomas House, and you're like, "What's the name of the band?" Aerosmith. You're like, yeah. <laughs> "That happened a bunch Aerosmith of times, name. man." The sometimes oh, I take up bookings. Like yeah. I, I must give you the next time we're, we're together if I ever get to see it again, because it's been fucking six months. Um, if we ever, if I ever get to see it again, I'll show you the. The Thomas House calendar, where that we had all the gig bookings in, and just just Correct. scroll through it, and it's fucking hilarious, man. Hilarious the names of some of the bands. Uh, so and some of the bands that had terrible names turned out to be really good, really good. There's one band. There was an all girl kind of punk, kind of alt rock band that played about four years ago. They played one night. I think they opened up for someone else, and they were fucking incredible. And for the life of me, I cannot remember who they are or what their name was. And it's not one. It's not like uh, Wyvern Lingo or Wyvern Lingo, or whatever they're called. It's not any of them. Um, it's not any of the ones that are kind of doing the rounds now. I don't even know if mm. these these girls are doing the rounds anymore. But Jesus Christ, they were fucking super. Like, like you know, one of those like ten seconds into the song, you go like, "That's real unusual." Like, because you know, you, you know, new bands 
yeah like uh, like whenever it's a new band it's like first gig second gig third gig like okay it's gonna be a fucking whatever AGE fucking type of card structure and the drums are gonna do this you, you kind of know yeah. like there was none of that in there it was all these weird kind of staccato fucking riffs it was batshit mad batshit mad and they looked apart they looked great as well Kimbo says TH Conrad Garvis top off absolutely absolutely tops off for life like I'm not even lying tops off for life uh, it's getting pretty warm in this room because I have my little uh, gas heater radiator thing going there, there might be some tops off um, in the calendar uh, this evening uh, right let's play some songs I'll have some couple, yes, let's couple, play some songs. couple of good ones coming up here now as well here's a few, here's a few goodies
Ash with Kung Fu, and then we had Dark Doom by Horse Lips. Yeah. I'm gonna say something that's probably unpopular. Oh, are you ready? That yeah. riff in Dark Doom is better than everything else in the song. Well, yeah, that's not. Oh, how is that unpopular? Because people be talking about how good the song is, and the song is great and all, but only because of that riff. That riff is one of those right. one in a million riffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, the bass line is incredible. The way it creeps in. Yeah. Then it stops, goes. Sounds great as well, I, to be fair. It's recorded very I well. Am a, I am a bass line. And I'm here to say, I'm going to play the bass every single day. There's something about that fucking guitar riff. It's so iconic and it's like you hear it once and it's melted into your fucking head for the rest of your life like there's no escaping it It, like I said one in a million guitar riff one in a million yeah it's a yeah I don't know I think the the bass is probably my favourite bit and I could do without the fucking overkill of the diddly idol on the outro yeah it's it's, it's fucking mixed mad high and I don't mind it in the look fuck it look um, do you want to talk about uh Ashforst, or shall we talk about? Uh, I want to tell you something about Ash that I found out yesterday. That's quite interesting, right? Um, so Kung Fu was from 1995, uh, the album 1977. I think it was out even before that album came out in 1977. Uh, so written in five minutes. That's not a big surprise. It's not a very complicated song. There's not an awful lot going on. It's just a punky kind of bullshit song. And um, written in five minutes. It was recorded the next day in a recording studio in England. But what's interesting about it is that. Apparently the band were just viewing the recording studio, right? And they were meeting up with the producer and all this kind of shit. And he was like, well, do you have any ideas for what you want to do? And he goes, listen, I just wrote a song yesterday that's killer. And I, like, I need to get it down. Like, I have to get it down today. They're just viewing the studio. And he's, uh, he says, well, do, do you want to just try it? Do you want to try and record it? And the lads and Ash are like, we've no gear or anything like that. So he producer says hang on a second and he runs into the studio that's next door and who's in there but the Verve recording um, A Northern Soul and he says to the lads lads can I borrow some of your gear for like two hours he goes alright yeah so Ash borrowed the Verve's gear and record Kung Fu on the first take like what you heard is their first take at it ever using the Verve's backline and they were like oh, this studio will work let's do it and they recorded the rest of the album there no way. Yeah, it's fucked up, isn't it? That's mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I used to love Ash. And they I just went stopped, garbage stopped, after Nuclear Sounds. Yeah, I stopped listening to them after that. Yeah. Um, but I always have a lot of time for them. Yeah, it's just... Where are they from? What part of... Part of Down or something like that, is it? Or Derry? Part of Down. Sort of Down. Sort of, I can't remember. Derry. Part of Down. I love doing the accent. Yeah. I used to be scared of the accent because as a kid, I was misinformed because by the news and people who went up north and took it... Uh, on themselves to think that everyone from Belfast doesn't like them. Uh, only half it, of them. It, it, only half of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like that. Obviously, like Jesus, I, I was actually kind of nervous even that because I had that in my head about nervous. Not not that I think Belfast is dangerous in the two thousand and tens. I just thought uh, it definitely was like, ropey. No, like no one I not like up there for, not for two years. Like what I mean is, I thought I was going to get people that go. You know what? You fucking Dubliners are paying the whole. And I'm talking. You know what? You get that in Cork. Oh you, yeah, you, you get you get that everywhere. Didn't get it, didn't get it once in Belfast. Got it from an American guy in Belfast. Really? 
and everyone told him to shut the fuck up. I had some fucking mental experiences up north. When we first, when 20 Bulls first got going, like some of our first kind of non-hometown gigs from Belfast, just because we knew a couple of lads up there. And like we, so we'd all pile into the into um, one of the lads, Gav. We pile into he had like a, a golf, the fucking golf that he inherited off his mother. So like four of us, sometimes five of us, would pile into this golf and drive up north and a little tiny built in it. And we had to just worked out that like just the guitars and pedals and like cymbals and shit like that fitting there, you know, just the bare the bare bones of being able to play a gig. And you're going to borrow our amps and drums and shit like that. Um, because uh, Gav was English, he was from Plymouth originally. And he had the the car changed over to like Irish Reg. What we used to do was we'd pull up just on on the border, like Newry or something like that, and we could out and he'd swap over the fucking car reg to the English one. Um, depending on where we were staying, because where one of our mates was staying was like a super loyalist area, and if we had like Republican plates on, the car be smashed up the bits. So we'd pull over, take the fucking the little wrench out, when we put on these, put on his English plates. And then drive up, park up outside Jaman's gaff, and then because like, we we were playing, we were playing like um, what do you mean playing gigs in? Fuck man, played one on the Armo Road. There was a venue on the Armo Road that was fucking lethal. I think it was Auntie Annie's or something. I can't remember what it was called. And we used to have to walk up the Armo Road. And I remember our mate who was from up there. He'd be like standing beside us, and he'd say, "Listen, when we're walking up the road here, don't like if you see somebody, stop talking." Just stop talking. And I'll start talking. And if you do have to talk, put on like an American accent or something. And we're like, shut the fuck up. And he was like, I'm deadly serious, man. Like, we're going to walk by some mad ropey places here. Like, uh, like, the majority of it is perfectly fine. That you won't have a problem. You go into like city centre and all this kind of shit. No problem whatsoever. But, like, you really and truly, like, if somebody on this stretch of road right here, until we are in the venue, when you're in the venue, you're safe. It's cool. It's a gig, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna kick off, it'll be fine. But on this road here you're gonna have loud little fucking scrotes, little scumbags, who are acting the bollocks on port. If anybody says anything to you, say nothing, I'll talk to them. And if you do have to, put on the American accent. And I remember being so fucking afraid, Helmet. I was so afraid. Because like that was I I don't think I'd even ever been up north before we start playing up there. And then we start playing like directly in the city centre and it was fine. There used to be a place called the Warzone Centre, which is like a kind of a DIY venue, it was great. No problem there whatsoever. Um, and most of the other places we played up north, a hundred percent. We played a place in, um, oh, fuck, I might have been part of down as well. I can't remember. I played this. Used to play this venue up there all the time called the Retro Bar, and it was a, uh, it was fucking mad. It was absolutely mad. It was like playing in Greystones or something, right? It was batshit mad. Oh. Now I played in Greystones a bunch of times as well, and that was batshit. But uh, it was like playing the Northern Ireland version of Greystones, and. I think I told the story a thousand times where I went into, we went into a chipper after a gig and we were waiting on our chips and some local fellow walked in and said, what's in the hot dog? And the bloke behind the counter just said, a sausage, real cheeky. And the bloke said, the bloke who ordered the hot dog said, I'm coming back here with a bomb and walked out. And the guy behind the counter jumped over the counter and pushed us out the door and he said, he's not missing. And like pulled the shutter down behind us with no chips and we stayed we had to stay in this mad fucking B&B it was like uh, run by these hippies and there was didgeridoos all over the place and shit like that and I remember going up to there was a bedroom I think it was like a two bed bedroom with this little B&B I think me and Skinny were sharing a room and I pulled back the covers to get in and there was an empty bottle of vodka in the bed 
And I was like, well, this hasn't been changed in a while then. So I think I went into another room and started smelling the beds maybe that I found. The clean, maybe the cleaner was... Uh, I, it, was just, it was a manky fucking kip. It was a manky, filthy kip. I remember about five o'clock in the morning, these four Italian girls burst into the room. There was no locks on any of the doors. These four Italian girls walked into the room and me and Skinny just fucking sat up like the undertaker. Just looking at the door. And these girls are just giggling and laughing. And me and Skinny looking at each other going like, hang on, is this, is this real? Like... This is actually happening, and I was like, yeah. uh, "No, you, you must go." Yeah, like trying to do my best, like fucking gobshy, fucking English, you know. I'm like you must go. It's time you go. No, no, not not you room, not you room. And they're giggling now. Skinny's looking at me, going like, "Mate, this could happen." And I'm there, like, "It's not gonna happen, Skinny. Skinny's not gonna happen. I'm not fucking. And if it was gonna happen, you wouldn't be here, you cunt. I'm not doing this, man." I'm not doing this right so we convinced him I think we both got up and walked around this bleeding B&B it was a big old house we found this old uh, we found their room eventually and fucking got them an 80s build comedy that's what it was like there was a couple of those experiences while I was in that band but yeah I'll never forget just waking up at like 4 or half 4 in the morning just honest to god like the fucking Undertaker the two of us at the exact same time fucking 40s boards giggling and laughing and pointing at us now, like not not in a bad way, but it was uh, I wholeheartedly enjoyed every time I played up north. It was fun. It was fun, and I'm sure Ash enjoyed being from the north as well for a while. Yeah, and I'm all that's done. I'm sure, I'm sure they did <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Sure, I don't know. I never got asked that. I'm sure they got asked that a lot. Say, I'd say about some learner and get asked some of the stupid. Do you questions. like where you're from, like, uh, right? Yeah. Is that going to be the standard of the questions yeah. uh, for the rest of the interview? I'll just leave. We're out of here. That's mm. a load of bo- that's a load of bollocks. <laughs> uh, right, we're gonna do. Mm-mm. We oh, hang on, I talked about mine, didn't I? No, you need to tell us about horse lips. Oh yeah, we were. That's what we were talking. about I went about in talking about it a little bit, and then I jumped. Yeah, out. that's right. Now, now I remember. I was like, we talked about. It. We just talk- right. So yeah, that's from the album The Tain, nineteen seventy three, which is our second. Uh, studio album and it's their first uh, sort of concept album uh, based on the town which is the uh, the, the battle of the cattle raid of Cooley mm. I never really read too much into it but I know um, it's a war between Ulster and Connacht so going back to a bit of Irish history there as well over the prized bull um, it has Cúlcullen, Queen Maeve and Ferdy and stuff like that in it and uh Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas is in it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's a compilation of like her worst moments and it's such a mean thing to do to a singer. <laughs> but like the the problem is though, she's she's a great singer. I yeah. think she's a great singer. I think, I, think, I'm, like, I think she is. I can't remember. I don't really listen to them that much. But they, they just got a, a, a list of her bum notes and put them in. It's just really incredibly mm. horrible thing to do. But I couldn't stop laughing at it. And it's a shitty thing to do. Like, But... <laughs> There's one where she's doing backflips while she's singing. Oh, no. And I think she thinks that she's nailing it. But all I can hear is... And it's like... Oh, stop. Um, anyway, like, that really like... Uh, she, she, she's had a fucking rough time with the press. Remember the time they said she pissed herself? I and mean, we don't know if she did or not like that, but... like it looked like it, though, didn't it? Am I wrong in thinking that? It looked, that? It looked like, like it. it. But I remember just thinking, like, ah, give her... Stop! This is horrible. That's mean. Mm. Like, I probably laughed at the time because like it was years ago, and I was like, <laughs> but uh, you know, now that I'm a bit older, a bit more mature, 
I still think it's hilarious. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, not going to be mean about being hilarious. Not going to be mean about it. Um, so this is uh, the the song Derek Dune is based on O'Neill's March, and the drummer who's Eamon Carr, he's the journalist for the Irish Times. Uh, he was playing drums on it, and I don't think he used the click track for a marching drum beat. Uh-huh. Uh, just saying, just saying, you two. Mm. Uh, the album was released independently in oh. Ireland, which I think is great. Interesting. And as we know, uh, the main riff was used in Under Pressure, which goes back to you two because uh, that was uh, Larry Mullen's idea, I think, wasn't it? Don't remember. I think we talked about it before. Larry, I can't remember. Larry Mullen's idea to do that, yeah, uh, for the Italian IT campaign, and that brought like kind of. Uh, Focus back on Horse at the time mm. in the 90s. Uh, that's when I kind of started going, Jesus, they're deadly. Mm. Like, they're really good. And I think it was uh, a mate of ours, Jay, who gave me a loan of Detain. I have Detain here somewhere on uh, LP somewhere. And, uh, I have I have it on record. I have an yeah. original pressing there. I thought, like, oh, the original pressing. But the guy, I bought it in Tom's house, actually. Your man's like, that's not that big of a deal, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. They're around. <laughs> so, yeah, there's loads of them. Uh, it's a brilliant album. It really is a brilliant album. And they've loads of brilliant albums. And, uh, I just think they're super underrated in Ireland. Oh, yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but, yeah. but from people that go, like, there's people that are like Tin Lizzy's biggest fan. You mentioned Hearts, I've never really given a chance. I'm like, oh, fucking, come on. Yeah, band that the fucking like launch a thousand shows. Like, yeah, kind of a I feel like you should be into them. Celtic folk meets fucking hard rock slash metal. Like, bit, Jesus bit Christ, how many bands? Yeah. There, yeah. Many yeah. bands that are doing the whole kind of folk metal thing now, you know? Yeah, well, that's uh, that's Derek Down, and I absolutely love it. Do we yeah. have anything cool to talk about before we play the next song? Uh, I saw two crackhead blokes kissing yesterday. That's both nice and isn't it? It was terrifying. I was walking up the canal, and oh, I mispronounced it. Tyne, Tyne, Tyne. I don't know. Yeah, I'm terrible. Sorry, I'm just getting called called out here. How's it pronounced? I always call it the Tyne. Is there a fud in there? The t- the Toyn, I think, or something. What is it? I don't Someone know. put it phonetically into the chat there. T-A-I for the N, no? That's the Tain. No? No, but it's 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 pronounced differently. Well, then write a different horse lips. Sort it out. Um, yeah, I saw two, two, two crackheads. Uh, they were smoking their pipes uh, together. It gives a kid. <laughs> yeah, honest to God, right? I was, I, it was fucking real weird. Because I, I was walking along oh. the canal, and I saw them... I saw them kind of leaning up against a wall, and it's not an uncommon sight to see fucking crackheads uh, down my way, especially on the canal. And um, <laughs> I see them smoking the pipe, and I was like, "Okay, right, lads, smoking crack pipe. Sorry, fine, it's kind of normal as long as they don't bother me. I don't really give a shit." And whatever, the second one, <laughs> the second one finished on the pipe, and they just start lowering into each other. <laughs> I don't know why that's shouldn't be. But I thought, like, there was... I think... Dave, what? Dave, you don't... You don't... Are you finished with that? Yeah. You don't look at me the way you used to. Of course I do. But the the two lads... You don't. The two lads were in shite, though, you know what I mean? That's... They were in bits, like, they were fucking... They were... It was just hard life, like. And... One of them who, just leaned at the other one. Who, who, and you, who did that in my mouth? The other one was like in space. Do you know what I mean? The other one was in fucking space. And the first one just, he kind of half, he kind of half fell. But as he fell, he kind of corrected himself to just go in for the wear. And then all of a sudden he's just on him. And I literally walked by them while they were at it. And I was like, fucking fair play, lads. Fair play. Like, both of these, I just got to write that off now when this is over in a few minutes. But. 
Like, because yeah. it's just, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't, I don't think there's any way, like, the lads were together like that. I think just the fucking crack got them and they just didn't know where they were. I could be wrong, but, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like we're going to get in trouble for laughing at that point. Maybe. Like, but it was just, it was so random. I just walking home. I was walking home along the canal as I do like fucking three, four times a week and I see mad shit on that fucking on that canal all the time but like that was out of nowhere and it just threw me it threw me for a fucking loop for a second I was like fuck and then I went do you know what off you go boys like there's worst things to do of a fucking Wednesday afternoon or whatever you know what I mean yeah <laughs> actually no it was Monday it was fucking Monday it wasn't that long ago at all uh, right here's our next batch of songs yes our next batch of delicious songs there's two good <laughs> ones in a row as well <laughs> give us a shot of the pipe the uh, witch pipe ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, the one before that <laughs> doesn't work.
said she was good as gold And he can see no reasons Cause there are no reasons What reason do you need to be sure? Types to a waging world. A mother feels so shocked. Father's world is rocked, and the thoughts turn to their own little girl. Sweet 16 ain't a beat chicken. Now I ain't so neat to admit defeat. They can see no reasons, cause there are no reasons. What reasons do you need? Playing backwards at the start, but that's okay because I've been drinking. Uh, Boontown Rats, <laughs> what I don't like Mondays, and then what did we have? We had Enya with Exile. Um, let me go through real quick because we're getting towards the end of the songs that we have stuff prepped for, and then we'll probably just yeah. play a lot of random or to show you for, for yes. a crack. Well, we have a few, have a few points, which is because uh, Paddy's Day and all that. Um, so that's an interesting one. 1979 off the album Defying Art of Surfacing, and what it's named after the, the general kind of theme of the song is that in 
the same year that this came out, in 1979, uh, a woman called Brenda Ann Spencer went on a shooting spree in America. And she killed two adults, she injured eight kids, and shot one cop. And when journalists got hold of her and asked her, like, why did you start shooting people out of nowhere? What the fuck's going on? She turned around and her quote was, I don't like Mondays. So, wow. uh, Bob Geldof re- read that and went, that's a great name for a song. I don't like Mondays. Here we go. Uh, it's, it's not that great of a name for a song. I, I like it. I'm just because of his basis. No, no. no, just like, yeah. I'm not slagging him or the song. I just think like, that's a great name for a song. It's that way. I think, I think it was it was due to just that quote as as a rule. After someone had been shooting, right, there, was, yeah. there was a lot of pushback then that um, they didn't perform it for a while, even though it was like their biggest hit because they thought it would have been glorifying this um, kind of fucking mass shooter, you know? They were like, let's not mm. do that for a while. There was also grief with, with Geldof claimed he wrote it completely. And I can't remember the name of one of the other lads in the band. He ended up having the ended up going to court and settling out of court. I think for the for some sort of co-writing, um, co-writing thing. Also, the first the first line of Silicon Chip inside my head is influenced by Steve Jobs, who was a massive Boomtown Rats fan. And the month before they recorded the song in the studio, Steve Jobs had offered Boomtown Rats money to come to um, Apple Macintosh and play a private gig. For the staff there, so really? yeah, they were like fucking silicon chips. Is that which is they're doing? Is it? Yeah, yeah, silicon chips. That's me, Bob. Get that from pressure. It's more uh, like uh, you're going to put silicon chips. Exactly. I think that's. Mm. Uh, and, and how does that? How could I benefit from yeah, that? In, into your head, like, and uh, so he was like silicon chips inside my head, and that was uh, the, the, the infamous starting line. Then it's uh, based well. on uh, Steve Jobs getting in contact with him. The, well, the rest of the song. Is obviously about uh, not like Mondays. He doesn't like Mondays. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I just I think it's a good song. I just don't. I think I hate him so much. I don't even really hate him. I just dislike him that much. Mm. That it makes me not be able to enjoy that song. Uh, didn't I he also take don't know the if OBE? Any other big songs. He took the OBE, he did. didn't he? Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the Boomtown Rats have another song. Uh, they've a they've a load of songs. They've one song. After I'm gonna have to remind myself of it now. That's really good. It's a rats. Is that what it's called? Rat trap. Rat trap. Oh, Rat yeah. trap. That's a big song. Yeah. Um, dress for Dennis. Yeah. Banana Republic is kind of. But uh, yeah, they they're not the greatest of whatever they were meant to be. Post punk, I think, is what they label themselves as. I, I don't know what they were. Um, hmm. There's also I'm not gonna lie to you. I I dumped a load of songs by artists into this. Uh, playlist kind of as we go on to it that you, you don't uh, I didn't even remember were Irish like I was like full full sure that these cunts were English like 100% and it turns out they're Irish there's a couple of them I in thought, there I, I thought that uh, there was himself and another guy and the rest were English no no he uh, maybe I think he's from he's even Dunleary or something from Dunleary myself yeah. something like that something like that Dunleary's a fucking it's beautiful but everybody from Dunleary needs to born in the fire it's a terrible, terrible place. Like, it's um, that's it, a terrible thing to say. Uh, maybe, it's just a not. It's not. A, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying it's. It's like it's beautiful, it's beautiful out there. But like, er, there's a lot of people out there pretending that they're fucking from the hood because they're claiming Dublin, but they're from like one of the most like affluent fucking rich places. There, Kimbo just said it, affluent dubs, like from like one of the richest places. In fucking Ireland, you know what I mean? It's gorgeous to walk around out there. Don't D- get me Don wrong. Dunleary's also half is a kip as well, though. Oh yeah, the, like the bits around the pier and all that are fucking rough. Like, yeah. mm. I remember we went to college out there and it was very, very rough. 
yeah, there's a lot of places there that were like we're the bus stops. Do you know what I mean? But when you walk like 15 minutes through the town, and you start getting to all those little cliffs and stuff like it's gorgeous. You know where people yeah. actually live. It's beautiful out there. I'm not saying it. Listen, I'm lying when I say everybody needs to burn the fire that's out there. Like, um, it's just that there seems to be this. There's there's an attitude that comes with being from Dunleary that they'll kind of jump between the fucking the pool they have at home and getting the bus out the fucking Ballymont to buy cocaine you know what I mean like it's, it's, it's and they'll, they'll claim both of them I know a couple of people in Dunleary and they you'll talk to them they'll take they'll take jobs that are like fucking um, you know working a bar or you know working a fucking stock room or some shit like that but they're doing it to kind of yeah. rebel against daddy because daddy wanted to pay for them to go to solicitor college or some shit like that you know there's, a, there's an awful lot of that out there and it's 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 not for me it's not for me um, that's fair enough so uh uh, yeah, poor Don Leary. Uh, that was the Boontown Rats. What I don't like Mondays. That's one of my earliest memories of Irish music. I'm not gonna lie to you. That was just on the radio when I was a kid. An awful lot. A real catchy chorus. I think I had it on tape or seven inch when I was a kid. One of the first things that I got. Maybe I borrowed it from an uncle or my dad came home or some bullshit like that. So it just it holds a holds a place in my heart more so than than, than loving right. it as a song. Although I do in parts of it, I love it. The fact that it's kind of piano driven as well, and they are a post punk band. They're one of them bands that kind of dabbled in fucking that gar- garbage fucking um, late 70s, early 80s reggae dub thing as well just because they didn't know what they wanted oh. to be so they just tried everything, oh. you know. Boomtown Rats are... Yeah, they're an interesting band. They, they almost seem like more of a an art collective than a, than a band but yeah, fun. Yeah, Pat's asked for some clannad. I think there's some clannad. We have a bit more trad kind of thrown in at... Um, yeah, we have a, we have a few bits and bobs coming up. We'll be able to play some clannad. Yeah, yeah. we we'll probably have to move on with the with the waffling about the songs. Yeah, we we'll get we we'll get we we'll get we're nearly we're nearly towards the end here yeah, of yeah, uh, yeah. our, our podcast true. section. Essentially, oh, so we've loads of we've loads of time left to do. Oh, yeah. um, so I played uh, Exile by Enya mm. from the Watermark album from 1988 because uh, I absolutely love it. Um, this album was the one that kind of exploded Enya into like superstardom mm. and. She was in Clannet, so technically we played a bit of Clannet. There well, you go. Uh, <laughs> um, that's uh, D- Clannet are from Donegal, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I believe so. So Anya is from Donegal. Galway yeah, or Donegal? You know what? No, Donegal. Right. Absolutely Donegal. That's definitely not Galway. That's because she's good. If it's from Galway, it wouldn't be any good. Is there anybody good yeah. from Galway? As much as I love no. Galway, Galway Town yeah, is yeah. a super town to walk around. Is it? Yeah. And there's some great fucking great country out there. But is there anyone's yeah, good from Galway? Uh, I'm going to say no. There's probably loads. Yeah, we'll look into that. I don't think we'll there is. I'm going to call it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's a, a good... <laughs> Hang on. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. There's right. a gra- we'll couple of great hardcore bands from Galway. We're talking about big, well-known bands. Um, the Stunning. Are they Galway? Brewing yeah. up a storm. They're, they're on the list, I think, later as well. So, uh, what was I going to say about Enya? You I'm were talking so about Enya being in Clannad. Yeah, um, this is an interesting one. She recorded a lot of the vocals for this while on a shitload of painkillers because she fell in the studio and wrecked her knee. Big fan, so big fan of painkillers. Big fan of wrecking your knee as well. No, well, me knee doesn't uh, hurt anymore. No. Oh, it's good. It's good because you're on the on the Ganges, on the, on, the devil's, on the devil's cabbage. I am. Um, so she recorded this with a Roland Juno sixty. It's not a million miles away from the keyboard that I have, mm. uh, and it was all like the demos. And then they were like, you know, when you go to record this album, we'll have to replace these with much better uh, keyboards. Mm. And uh, she was like, yeah, of course. And then when they did, it was like, 
this hap- this actually happens with synths every time I lay down uh, a track and I'll mean to change that sound later and you, it doesn't sound right at all when you change it really? so you have to stick with what you had yeah and it happens a lot absolutely it's happening a million times I've got synths that are worth a lot of money and I'll throw down like a crappy little bell thing mm. in the background and I'll go right I'll change that to a nice one and I can't it just whatever way the songs are built around sounds, oh yeah so. Um, so yeah she she, uh, she continues to use that uh, she records 2,000 layers for a lot of the parts. Fuck, how do you Not 2,000, sorry, 200. Even 200. Then. 200 for, no, two, but 200 for some sections. So overall, the vocal tracks would be in. in Bouncing like thousands. a cunt, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple of occasions on Watermark where they had bits that had like layers of, 90 layers of tracks of vocals, and they went, you know what? We'll have to do this again. It's not quite right. So she did it again. So imagine how much any is singing, any is singing on this song, on this album, on this song, two hundred times. Wow! Well, wow. I actually watched I a little tutorial the other day about how to get that kind of Lana Del Rey modern pop sound uh, vocal thing, and it's it's very much the same. Where it's you go in, <coughs> you go in, you do it normal, sing the song as normal, uh, two or three times. Then you have to go in, you kind of drop an octave, then you go up an octave, and then you just kind of do it as low as you can, you do it as high as you can. And the way they were they were doing this kind of building, this kind of wall of sound vocal thing, is very, very interesting. So, anyway, ahead of our time there, just layering fucking vox upon vox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, that album went quadruple plan. That's insane. That's massive. That's a monstrous album. I, I don't, don't know, think like, I've ever listened to that whole album. I know, like, what's it called? Not, a rock and it's flower it's or a con not, flower or whatever. I know that. Orinoco Flow is the one that is massive. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this was actually the last single. Like, the single for this came out in 1991 for Exile. Yeah. That's three years after the album because they re released it. And mm. they've been released in different countries. And Enya still sings uh, other, uh, her albums in different languages sometimes. Mm. That's mental. She just loves being in the studio. Big fan. She's not really, yeah, not really a big live person. Doesn't she have a studio in her castle? She does, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's right. She if I had a castle, I'd have a studio in there as well. The only time she really plays live is like in Donegal. Every year she'll go to the local church and sing oh. in the church. I think with her really? family. Yeah. So uh, on that track, so how could Davies you do it live? Davy really? is on that track, so he is doing the low whistle, and uh. he's from Moving Hearts and stuff like that. And Speak. That's speaking of uh, whistles. We we had some songs at the very very start that were like uh, flute and tin whistle based, and it's oh, yeah. really hard to get a good tin whistle and flute sound. They always sound too loud. They hurt like. Um, yeah, I'd agree. I don't know how you would even record them properly. Yeah, because off angle mic or something. It's weird. You can even hear in that. Uh, Lonesome Boatman some mad off notes oh there's loads of off notes and a horse listen to it it's so <laughs> loud yeah it's so it's in like the Fer- middle it's it's like Fergie uh, <laughs> do backflips <laughs> do backflips uh, right uh, we've got I think four songs left let's do another two hang on before you do yes. I want to say about this next song oh, yeah? that I'm playing right okay um, I like it this is this is I absolutely love this song and it's the problem is right it's, it was overplayed when it came out yes and it's I don't care because the very first time I heard it, I was in a credit union and I thought it was a song from like the 70s or 80s. Mm. And I was like, 
how have I never heard this song before? Because yeah. it's absolutely 10 out of 10. It's really good, yeah. And now it's some people will raise their eyes to heaven. But I guarantee you, listen to this song again if you haven't listened to it in a while. It's really, it's really good. I know he don't... He, he done, uh, that's he, all I'll say. No, don't say it. Go on, play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it afterwards. Uh, here is some killers. My lover's got humour She's the giggle at a funeral Knows everybody's disapproval I should have worshipped her sooner if the heavens ever did speak, she's the last true mouthpiece. Every Sunday's getting more bleak. Fresh poison each week. We were born sick, you heard them say it. My church offers no absolutes. She tells me worship in the bedroom. The only heaven I'll be sent to is when I'm alone with you. I was born sick, but I love it. And me to be with Amen 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 Take me to church I worship like a dog At the shrine of your life I'll tell you my sins And you can sharpen your knife Offer me that deathless death The good God Let me give you my life 
Star, star, teach me how to shine, shine. Teach me so I know what's going on in your mind. 'Cause I don't understand these people saying the hills too steep. Well, they talk and talk forever, but they just never climb. The Frames with Star Star and then Take Me to Church by Jose, which annoys me. His name fucking annoys me. Although he seems like a sound lad. This is the thing. Oh, no, we'll talk about him first. Um, I don't get why people don't like him. I, I don't I dislike him. Music. I met him, he was lovely. No. Did you meet him? Yeah, yeah he no, went, came down to a gig in the TH one night. He, uh, he came out with a song. It was brilliant. He came out with an album. It was very good. It... it it went huge because it was so good. It, yeah. didn't, it he didn't, like... He's very independent. He didn't fake, fake, he didn't fake this, yeah. yeah. This is not a press group job. This is just him. His 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 ma 
paints his album covers. Mm. He's incredibly down to earth in every single interview. He brings attention to serious issues. He's a Wicklow man yeah, as well, socially. isn't he? Yeah. More of them. Um, more Wicklow. More Wicklownians. Please. And and honestly, whenever I go, fucking hosey, I'm like, what exactly about do you not like? Because I'm not a big fan of like this type of music. But the first time I heard that song on the credit union, I was like, fucking hell. Mm. What is this? That's so good. That's like I can't believe I've heard, I have never heard this song before. It actually sounded like something. It didn't it didn't sound modern at all. No, it sounds but, um I have a lot of time for this song. I think the album's quite good. I think the second album is not as good, but it's it's got a few absolute belters on it. Um, no, two thousand thirteen. I think he came out with this. Um, he was doing the all the big shows in the states and everyone, wasn't he? Yeah, within a year. Fuck yeah! Because the song went viral because of the fact that a it's an Uber banger. Could be in the top twenty Irish songs. I yeah. think I really do think. And it's it's one of those songs that we talk about often. Where when you listen to it, you go like, "How the fuck do you write that?" Yeah, like, yeah. There's not like, there's not there's no particular string that runs through it that you can follow. There's so much shit going on. There's a bit of piano. There's a bit of guitar. There's blah blah blah. But it, yeah. it's real hard to follow how that song was written. You know, like it was it was written on a sheet acoustic in his fucking bedroom and then deconstructed. You know, which is. Well, oh, it was yeah, interesting. Well, he recorded it after he wrote it after a breakup. Uh, took him three months to write it, mm. so it does sound like, especially around the middle eight, which is the middle eight comes in. It's just insanely good. Mm. It really is. It lifts the song up. And honestly, I don't really like gospely kind of music. So uh, uh, no, if it's yeah. done right, um, if it's done right, it works a bit like orchestra for me. You know, like there's there's certain songs that are just uplifted by that gospel feel but if the whole song is based around gospel thing not often does it get me you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy um, it. I enjoy it. I like that song an awful lot I have to say uh, I'm not mad about every song on his albums like I listen to them going yeah that's just that's not killer gospel Like, yeah. so he's not really like his albums aren't mind blowing yeah. to be honest with you but Jesus Christ that song and a few of his other songs as well um, the, the song went viral mainly due to the fact that uh, the video uh, it was kind of like a, a really well shot black and white uh, video with a, like a homosexual couple in it and it mm. kind of brought to light some of that and I think that helped it go viral because it had a, a different edge to it then oh yeah absolutely and um, the song is not about going to church like a lot of people think it is mm. it's about like sexuality and stuff like that mm. and uh, I think he gets he used to when he went over to America he was asked that a lot like this is like like religious groups like singing it and playing it he's like yeah but I think that was great to distance it from those people. Or take it out, take it out of our hands. Like, making the video like that takes it completely out of our hands as oh, yeah. well. So, it, it helped. They they still play it like, like, like they sing that in gospel. Like, thinking it's about God. I think a lot of them still do. Um, so, he went on the Late Show with David Lerman in 2014. And I really feel like it was on his own merits. That he did that. Oh, absolutely! I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying another band didn't, but uh, <laughs> and he's nominated for a Grammy for his own merits. I'm yeah. not saying any other band didn't. Uh, uh, certified five times platinum, the song Killer. in the US, which is absolutely insane. Yeah, and it Savage. went to the top of the charts in 12 countries and top 10 in 21 other ones. I think it's absolutely mm. fantastic. It's great absolutely song. love it. Great um, do we have much more to say about that? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Just give don't. it up to the man. 
Yeah, what's to be fair, done on done on his, on his uh, own terms and it worked, you know. Uh, what did I play? I played Star Star with the frames. I like the frames. I am not a particularly, I'm not a big Glenn Hansard solo guy fan, but I like uh, I like a bunch of the frame stuff, um, which is kind of my excuse to not say that it's a park Glenn Hansard because you got you got pointed at for doing some ropey shit. Um, I can't remember what that was. Uh, what was it? Generic ropey shit that every whatever you think he he done, that's what he's being accused of. Um, like oh, Martin, Jesus, Martin really? Hard, like yeah, 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 just a bit of groom. Well, what I'm that. thinking of, bit of groom and all that. Oh yeah, but well, yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's what he, that's what he got accused of. I mean, again, I don't, I, I don't know. Like I met the bloke, I met him a lot of times. Um, he's done, he's done things in the pub, uh, not playing there, but like he's had parties, let's say there, um, and he's uh, had events there, um. And he, he was an awful... I'll tell you what, he was an awful bollocks for. He was an awful bollocks for knocking on the door at 2 o'clock in the morning. He's done that a few times. You Gar, might have even been there. Gar, can I have a pint? Yeah. A pint, you're like, Glenn, can you actually get down here? Gar, um, Gar, <laughs> let me in the pub. Yeah, I think pub. you might have been there one night. I think you were. Where there was a knock on the door. I think me, you and one or two other people were having a pint. And I say like 2, half 2 in the fucking morning. And there's a little fucking... Edward fucking Edgar Allan Poe rap 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 on the fucking door and I open it up and there's Glenn, Glenn Hansard stand there and he's like listen I have uh, about 30 30 uh, people here looking for the point and I'm like grand Glenn uh, what what do you want me to do about it like and he goes like a few bob for you like and a few points for the gang and I was like mate I can't it's half time in the fucking morning and I know if I let you in I'm not getting out of here at 9 o'clock in the fucking morning. Like. Now, him and his gang tip like fucking monsters. So if I had a, if I had a just said, fuck it, let's do it, let us gang in and give them points, I would have went home, certainly a couple of hundred quid richer, like, but it just wasn't, wasn't going to happen. And there's a few times he's done that, you know. Um, that's fine, because we've done it for him before. So off he goes. But um, yeah, like I said, I, I don't think I ever sat down and talked to him, met him once or twice, Met Hosier once, maybe. He was him and Saoirse Ronan came down to a gig together in TH. Um, I can't remember. She who. seems like a bit of crack. I don't remember. I even talked to her. I think you'd have to talk to Louise. I think maybe he was talking to her. I can't, I can't Tropical Popical. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, like, listen, Glenn, I, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I like that song. I like... I was going to play that fucking God Bless Mom song, but I hate people no. that call their ma mom more than I hate. Like, I actually like that song, but I there's people that, that call their ma. I'm taking it off you. Yeah, it's just a good song. It's just weird. But there's people who call their mother mom bothers me to my core. To my core. Well, yeah. well, we, a lot of people will try and put their music. Uh, like they'll have to make it America friendly. Like even oh, that, I understand. Uh, that song you played it. earlier, that uh, that Van Morrison song, he starts speaking in American. Accent He's speaking in fucking tongues in that song. If you go back, gang, on Monday and listen to that the fucking second song we play, which is what is it called, Holiday in England or something like that, uh, by Van Morrison. He's literally speaking in tongues. Like you can't understand fucking every but, third word is garbage. I don't understand. I don't understand what he just be saying at all. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Louise is saying that Glenn Hansard was in with Blind Boy one night as well. Uh, we're, we're desperate. Also, I'm going to put this out. I need to say two things. One, please, 
while the next songs are playing, please go and share this link onto your Facebook, your Twitter, whatever the fuck. Please share it over us. Uh, second thing is, uh, I'm going to throw the link for our Ko-Fi, um, yes. which Thanks. Thanks is uh, how we survive. Um, you're going to get, this is our Paddy's Day special, but on Saturday, we've got a one-year anniversary as well of uh, Lost Art Live. We've been broadcasting solidly every weekend for a fucking year, folks. So uh, please, yeah. if, if you have a few bob, uh, tip us, do our work. Uh, toward of all, as Louise just said on the chat room, Glenn Hansard was in with Blind Boy one night and desperately trying to get Blind Boy's attention for something, for a project. Desperately trying to get a hold of him for something. So if by some miracle somebody knows him or knows somebody who knows him, please drop us a message on our Facebook or our website or wherever the fuck. Please get in contact. Um, I want to talk to the chap for five minutes. So that's all I have to say. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, let's get some more tunes going. Let's get this... Um, Podcast section over and done with you have a fucking murderer coming up. Um you, you there's two murders coming up. Yes. Oh, straight into it.
somewhere in this town See me and the boys, we don't like it So we're getting up and going down Hiding low, looking right to left If you see us coming, I think it's best You move away, do you hear what I say? From under my breath Busting out dead or alive I can hear the hound dogs on my trail All hell breaks loose Alarm and sirens will Like the game If you lose God damn, God damn, it's Jailbreak by Tin and Lizzie, and then we had Ghost of Chance by The Blades. The Blades at one stage were going to be so big. Yeah, they were going to be the, the YouTube before YouTube. Yeah, they I were suppose. like, they were so fucking big. Like, um, outrageous. They just had, I just think they had a bad run of luck. Also, <laughs> even though Ghost of a Chance is a phenomenal name for a song, I don't think all their lyrics were always that. No. But uh, 
I don't listen to them in huge amounts, to be honest with you, but I think I really won't. I want to. I have the I first, I, I have the two well. LPs. I think they only on two, didn't they? Two. Um, Three, but I think one of them was not... The, 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 the third one is happened. new, I think. That's from a few That's years right. ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck that. Um, the first two I have, one of them is down by the gas works there in, like, near Irish Town, I think, is the, the cover of it. Um, I have both of them there. They're super important bands that like had so many... I think back then that was when being Irish was a massive disadvantage. Like a, a lot of Irish bands owe an awful lot to you too. They don't even know it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these were like the more they're muddy. Less. Like no, the mod, the mods love them. Like to this day, you'll see like people wear uh, style council shorts and and jam jam shorts and like the blades are one of their bands. Like one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. In, in the mods, I think they're more like. I won't say inner city but they're more because um, they're from Ringsend yeah. I think aren't they yeah more like I want to say down to, I hate talking about this like down to earth more down to earth oh. than you too but they were more in tune with tell your mother that you love her <laughs> them cunts got a whole fucking wall the other day did you see that what they done a, no someone done a whole bleeding whatever the name of that fucking band is um, they got a whole wall painted out and was a hot no. Anthony Fontano's DC something like that they got a whole wall somewhere where they uh, painted that lyrics onto it tell your mother that you love her and whatever that lyric is well, it's really put on the accent I don't understand it I really don't really get it it's not from Dublin it's, not, I, it's not, I can't do it I can't do it they're on the playlist we're going to play them but Jesus Christ like, um, I, don't really, I don't like them yeah. that's alright like, I, I do like what, the blades they're, so. they're not they're, yeah Fontaine's DC are not a bad band, but I no. just don't get the like. I'm looking at it going, the success matching up with the quality of work makes me think that my uh, radar is off completely. Mm. Maybe I'm just getting old, man. Uh, we're uh, definitely getting old, and we def- definitely definitely miss a beat in terms of uh, what's. But it does help with a massive cash injection, I'm sure. Which I'm sure lads, like I, I I have some dealings at the moment, some current dealings with um something associated to their overlords and it's it's very strange it's very right. strange I, you know what I shouldn't really say it because Super Trump were funded by um, a Dutch millionaire for years yeah but they so, were savage they're so good though yeah outrageous like top 10 bananas, absolutely outrageous yeah, everything was so wonderful just That's bananas good like He's singing an American accent, so... I ah really, yeah but, but he's also no, singing in this weird nasally fucking everyone's going to come out sounding like that singing in your own country's accent but a completely different like a rougher version of it you know what I, I'm not going to slide them over it there whatever it just feels it just feels a little bit contrived but I don't care yeah, let's get back is. to talking about the, uh, the Blades I like Blades, them a lot yeah. I think they're uh, a fun band like I don't, they, they, they weren't like this this thing of they were going to be YouTube they wouldn't have like let's be honest because no they it wasn't there really, they would, the, the Joshua Tree is not in the Blades do you know what I mean yeah. so whatever they might have written an album that is as good as far as that style of like punky stuff would go mm. do you know what I'm saying like, but, they, but they wouldn't have crossed the boundaries that uh, you two did so, so. look um, I like them a lot and I like that song yeah. I'm, I'm clearly running out of things to say I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah we're getting it's, it's, it's we're getting, getting on it's getting on it's I hope you gang are sharing the Elfras do us that favour share the Elfras again um, not like again for five minutes ago but if you haven't done it share it out scumbags we- we uh, did a fun thing. We have me and Gar always trying to embarrass each other. We might have put uh, 
our own songs. We definitely did put our own songs in. Uh, I'm not going to uh, talk uh, about Tin Lizzy because we already talked about Tin Lizzy earlier. <laughs> well, tell me about them. Are they a new up and coming band? Yeah, they're a new up and coming band. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have any Irish in you, etc.? Um, do you want so some? Irish, um, first gig I ever went to in my entire life was a Tin Lizzy tribute band. I was going to say, fuck, man, what age were you I born? went by myself. What age, what age were you born at? What age were you exactly. born at? <laughs> There's a question for you. Are you born at zero? You are born at zero, aren't you? Of course, you're born at zero. On but no one ever says that. Because I mean, you know, mammies keep up the fucking, you know, he's 76 months type of fucking thing. Forever, don't they? They don't want to let it go. You know, he's eight. You know, <laughs> they don't want to say that. No, he's there's a re- there's a really funny uh, there's a few funny quotes that Alan Partridge that always brings to mind that, and he, <laughs> the, he, one of them is right, and I love just the way I love the quote in this. He's in a in a a fucking Jesus Christ brain cells are running out as we speak. He's in a graveyard, and he says to Lynn, he goes. There's a grave over there of a chap who died in 1887, <laughs> and he was only and he was only three. <laughs> 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 another, another one is that shit that I used to come out with. He's talking to someone, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, my my uh, father was in a in a wheelchair," and he says, "Was he born in a wheelchair?" Oh. Says, I'm not actually sure what I meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Alan. I sent you the link for the. Um the Alan Partridge fucking show and oh yeah I'll, prob- I'll probably have to do it. <coughs> I think I'll have to yeah. Uh, but yeah as you said um, I put yeah, I, no, you, you, I put fucking Jailbreak on it's it's not the most obvious of Thin Lizzy songs but it's up there the, the reason I picked Jailbreak is I think that's the that is the if you had to sum up Thin Lizzy in one song I think that's the song if you get me uh, yeah. I love it to bits everybody loves that song if you don't like Jailbreak something wrong with you it's just a good time fucking song no it's a great song and it's like when I'm not listening to Jailbreak I'm slagging it and all the people that like it but when it's on I'm like yeah Bang. it's just outrageous dun, 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 dun. It's, it's a killer anyway as you said uh, yeah we yeah. put two of our own musical endeavours on here and just, you know what I don't, I, don't, I don't even care because I'm all about the hustle right now and I actually have no shame anymore but not just that like to be fair you, I put one of your songs on you put one of my songs on so it's not quite putting our own songs on but I had this conversation I had this conversation with somebody the other day about music and getting old and I said that like if <laughs> if, I, if I went back in time fucking whatever 20 years or 15 years ago when I was like full balls deep in wanting to do music like that was going to be my job right and everything else yeah. I'd done was just going to fund doing music that like me and that guy would have a massive row because me now living right now like I'm mad for money right like not like like not hoarding it it's just that I've never had money in my whole life you know what I mean yeah, and I I want to know what that's like before I die. Do you know what I mean? I want to know what it's like not to have to worry about rent and bills and shit like that. So like me and that guy, fucking twenty years ago, fifteen whatever fucking years ago, ma- making music and loads of different bands and having a bit of crack and saying like, you know what? I'm, these genres of music that I like, they're the music. That's the music I'm going to concentrate on, even though I know there's zero money in it. You know what I mean? Like, I could have went and said, I'm just going to do rock music or alternative music or whatever the fuck it is. I would have had a better chance of maybe having a crack at it. But, um, like, me now, I'm like, I, honest to God, would, like, dancing and sync for money. Like, it's just, 
I need to know what it's like. I don't want to be one of those I guys. I guess you, I understand, yeah. That, like, does the hustle his whole life, and, like, by the time he's fucking 60, like, retiring age, finally is, like, able maybe to buy a gaff. And if I do end up having kids, those kids are born, maybe, like, with a few quid, and never have to struggle for it. And I, like, I don't want that. I don't want me, if I have children, I don't want my children to have it easy because I broke me whole. Do you know what I mean? I want to appreciate some of these fucking few bob if they're coming at all, ever. So, the, like I said, the difference between me now and me back in the day is is absolutely monstrous. But uh, I definitely done me, I, I, I think I definitely done some of my best work when I was uh, radicalised like that. You know what I mean? When I was very um, anti-everything and... Uh, like had definitely little, for the type of definitely for the type of music you were doing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like if I sat down trying to write this type of music that we're going to play now, now in a second, if we sat down to write that type of music now, maybe I'd have. I, I could probably pull something out of my hole, but could I write like two or three albums and a bunch of EPs and splits and fucking? I, I don't think so. I think that part of yeah. my life has left me. You know what I mean? And uh, it'd be Jesus, interesting. This is sad. No, no, not sort not of. at all. It's it's well, it, like it's 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 wonderful to see that kind of. Um, that's true. You, you, it's, that it's level better that you were talking about. It's better that you were talking about songs that you did. And oh, I wish I'd written that song. But yeah, definitely. Like, now that's not to say, like I definitely love this type of music. I still love kind of hardcore music and punk music. I still love. I still listen to it all the time. And if someone said, you know, let's start a fucking band doing that kind of shit, I probably would for fun. You know what I mean? Just because there's nothing better than you know as well as me, nothing better than cutting loose with a big dirty riff, like you know what I mean? It's fucking it's savage, but a bag oil rough, like, knocking out, knocking out a bag rough. Exactly, but the, could you could you base your entire character and existence on it? You can if you are Helmet or Megadeth, and they get away with it because their riffs are so good. Maybe, yeah. Well, they started off when they they fucking landed on their feet early enough as well. Just had to keep going. Anyway, here's two songs that me and you wrote and are on yeah. doing stuff. And, like, and, and, and at the very least, we'll get two extra plays. We're like exactly <laughs> like doing stuff with, with our mouths and our hands and all that.
fuck is he talking about? Uh, no. I can't, no, I don't know. Don't. I'll kill you. I know, I didn't do it. I went out my way not to do it. I fucking took every, every atom of self-control I had. But I didn't do it. I didn't fucking say it. I didn't do it. I thought about it constantly. <laughs> constantly. Even when it was happening. And I know I was wrong. I was like, but it fits so well. I didn't do it. I honestly got every atom of my fucking being was dying to type it and like unmute the mic and sing along with it and everything. And I didn't do it. I fucking oh didn't do it. God. Next time we play, I'm singing along with it for for that. Just that first line, I don't give a fuck. But this time, I was like, no, I I'm going. I'm not going to shut. I'm going to shut my fucking mouth. I'm going to shut me gob. And no keyboard, man. I'm not going to do it. I'm letting him have his moment. The same, even nice though he slagged, he slagged, he slagged my lyrics. I didn't slag it there. On on the chat, you did. I don't, it doesn't matter. I slagged yours enough. You get a load. You got a load of free ones at me. So it's grand. I said I put a score on you yeah. instead of war on you. I, th- to be honest with you, it's because I thought you were going to do it to mine, so I preempted. Of course, yeah, I know because I always and, have. And, and you're and, and you're such a bigger man that you didn't even. I didn't take, even do it. I took it. Do it after you took it and didn't give it. Fair I book. took the clatter to the chops. And I fucking <laughs> turned, I turned the other cheek and I said, please, sir, can I have some more? And I didn't open my fucking mouth. I didn't open my fucking mouth once. And I just thought about it. I let it, I let it fucking swirl the toilet of my brain and it didn't come out at all. Uh, but yeah, that's two songs. Um, You've loads more plays than me, you cunt. <laughs> yeah, it's, probably, it's probably sitting there fucking 10 years, though. I don't know. I, I, don't, I think that might... I haven't paid for that in years, so I don't even know who owns the rights to that song or who gets money for any of those 20 bull songs. I don't. I was going to say, yeah, like, that's, I don't know, like, you'd want to be doing stupid numbers ah, to get no any, point. Any I mean, of, uh, although, yeah, in, in, in saying that, there's someone, so maybe I must have put a couple of 20 bulls CDs or something up on uh, TuneCore at one stage, because when I went to upload the Empire thing, 
I had enough credit built up that I didn't have to pay anything to get it listed oh, on Spotify. Oh, yeah, you telling me that. So, cool. uh, it, it actually worked out to be a free album, like, completely. I didn't even have to pay to get it up online, which is wonderful. It was a, a beautiful fucking end point. But, um, I haven't done anything for that second record in months. Months. How do, oh, yeah, you're, yeah, but are you, what are you doing? Are you doing a whole, whole album or what? No, I don't know. I think I'm going to do an EP, but I, I think I think I've, like, three or four songs ready but they're not ready enough to go out, you know. I mean, I still need a little bit, bit of love. But I haven't sat down with a fucking instrument in a month, if not two. I just since I started getting those headaches like a, nearly two months ago, I just haven't bothered playing yeah. music at all. I just haven't had the fucking the inclination to do it, you know. Um, I've changed the next song about eighteen times. It's gone through a billion rewrites. Mm. This one song because it has to be right. Because I wrote a song. That is outside my ability. Okay. So now I have to figure out how to do it. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. Because I couldn't just write <laughs> the song that I could play and sing. So I had to write something I couldn't. But you're, but not, you're not too bothered about fucking playing a live that way, are you? Like, either am I. No. I like the music. wouldn't be too hard. I just fucking going to be struggling with the... I'll have to get a good take. <laughs> a real good take. Just fucking do a fair happier <laughs> job on it. I made us I, the other day. Yeah, happier. I made us an intro for the podcast today just to see how it works. And not for the podcast for the for the live show. Yeah. I, uh, I got like a, a voice synthesizer. And, okay. Uh, I got it to like talk about lost art and shit like that. And at the end of it, I just put in fitter, happier, more productive, and it sounds unreal. So I think I think maybe on Saturday we might we might pull it over a hole um, and play that. It's literally like five seconds long. It's like welcome to Lost Art, uh, well, well, the Lost Art live from Dublin, Ireland. Fitter, happier, more productive. I was like, all right, we're keeping that. Um, Did you say that fitter, happier, more productive? Afterwards? Yeah, so deadly. It's going to do it. So we'll see. Maybe we'll do that on. on uh, you should have done a. I have wondered the mysteries of the universe since <laughs> I was a child. I think is it. Is, I'm just going to check if it's not sitting here looking at me. Uh, no, I don't know where the fuck it is. Um, it's, it's on the computer somewhere. I have wondered what. <laughs> <laughs> I have wondered about the mysteries uh, of the uh, universe. And I we've got we, we've got two here. I'm going to skip the next one. If you can see the screen, I'm going to skip that because that's yes. a little weird one, right? So, uh, because otherwise I play two more in, in a row. So I want to play this and I want to well, play that. Well, Oh, I get you. Okay, right. So you're right. playing your song for us and then my one after you. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I tell you why, right? There's a song, this song here, okay, I've been talking about since we started this podcast. And randomly, out of nowhere, it appeared on Spotify this week. Like, it was, so happy. it was meant to be. I was doing fucking backflips, right? I'm going to tell you straight up here, right? It's Aslan, but it's Aslan doing a cover. And I, honest to God, lads, I'm not even messing. I consider this to be one of their greatest covers ever made. I fucking love it with every bone I, and I, atom. I should, have listened, I should have listened to the original before I'm hearing this, or is it better that I don't? Uh, probably not, because you, you absolutely know the original. Every single person like, no, knows so. this, right? Knows this song. But when you hear this, it just makes so much sense. Like, it's disgusting that it's a cover. Let's put it that way. It's disgusting. <laughs> no, you're, disgusted as, you're just disgusted as to who it's by the cover. Is, that doesn't even original. bother me. It's like, good as good. It was written by some Swedish cunt, probably. You know what I mean? Which is funny. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. this is just we're gonna deal with here now. We've two killers in a row. But this first one is Aslan doing a cover, 
and the album was just unavailable on Spotify for so long. But like I said, it's like a fucking miracle. Out of nowhere. And, and he still had his microphone on. So he was like, that song I like was released today. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, you're, you're, my, you're Stephen Hawkins' microphone. Right, here we go. What have you got That you can leave behind If it fits in a box Was it a waste of time Do you deserve How cold you feel right now What have you learned Did you stop to write it down
Shaw by Denise Chayla and then Too Late for Hallelujah by Aslan. It's best life of Boys Own. I can't remember how the fucking cover into Boys Own. Boys Own. There you <clears> go. <throat> uh, They're two great songs in a row. I think. Killer. Very happy. Very happy with how that worked out. A lot of talent in Ireland. Lot of talent. We do. We do, and, <clears throat> and we hate it. Like yeah, we hate it. Like, like we played our own songs, but we hate it. Like, yeah, <laughs> we do though. Like uh, yeah, like yeah, it, it doesn't uh, sit well on us, but. 
like as Kim just said there, like it is weird to hear any Irish person be assured, and it sounds fucking good for a while because we do do like. Well, you see, we grew up listening to rebel songs, which are very. Oh, it's hard to explain. They're like forced assuredness. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, <clears throat> having to moan about something because it's very important. Yeah. And like, like, I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard to really put it into words. Yeah, we're, brain, we're a nation of like gonna... poets and playwrights and musicians, and if you aren't a poet, a playwright, or a musician, then because you're from a nation of them, you feel like you're in, involved, like you have some sort of say in how it goes. So, there's, we talked about it a thousand times, even, I think Bono said it once, where it's, there's a particularly Irish thing where most people in most countries see somebody with a big house on a hill and they look up at the house on the hill and they say like, someday I'm going to be able to get a house on the hill and I can't wait. But Irish people see the person with the house on the hill and say, I'm going to get that cunt. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's just... Like, people have a problem with people having fucking notions, like being too big for their britches, you know, over here. And uh, it, it is absolutely a problem. Like, I feel it all the time. Like, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago with you, where if my enemy, like, if somebody, I don't really have any enemies, but if somebody I really dislike was, like, won an award for, like, the best fucking, like, dick sucker in the entire world. Like, you want to see me practicing sucking dicks from tomorrow on. Because I, <laughs> I have to beat them, you know what I mean? I just have that have that in them you know see that won, won an award for like uh, scuba diving I'd be like right I start my lessons tomorrow like that's the way my brain works you know um, can't help it I can't help it Pat says small town oil mentality it is we have a, fa- a famine mentality where it's like you see somebody doing well and you think they're taking something off you you know like Ireland is dying to be communist or socialist you know what I mean it's dying to be like that um, and it's not so it's when you do see somebody doing particularly well, you're like, does that cunt really need 10 million? Like, half a million would fix my entire life. If he just gave me that, then I'd be sorted. But he's not going to. He doesn't know who the fuck you are. You know what I mean? But mm. it's very Irish to see it and go like, Louise is obsessed with having land. We are definitely obsessed with having land. That, that, that's a big problem with Ireland. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's a problem with any small nation, you know? Um look at the fucking field it'll tell you how obsessed we are with having land you know what I mean what uh, a film what a film yeah but um, the bull the bull the bull the bull the bull the bull <laughs> yeah. um, like uh, 100% we have an issue with land uh, we have an issue with space because we have to sit um, next to people it's a tiny tiny fucking island like you know what I mean look at how much the rent is for an apartment in Manhattan you walk from one side of Manhattan to the other in less than 40 minutes and you're talking about three grand a month for like a fucking hellhole in Manhattan. You know what I mean? So, mm. it's... Louise, he has a front and back garden. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's tough. Like It's really tough to see people who are doing better than you that you consider to be less than you. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's, it's, I guess that's what we do when we talk about Fontaine's all the time. All the time, <laughs> constantly. We don't. Like, I don't wish. To, oh, Jesus, I think we said it many times. Don't wish. No, like, just, just making a joke there. Like, but yeah, yeah. I try not to do that. I really try. I used to be like that for a long time. But it's hard not to be like that. It, it, it is. I don't like it though. I don't like mm. how it makes me feel after a while. Same. And uh, like sometimes people just get lucky. One hundred percent unlucky. I think that's that's part of it. Luck and is a massive part of the Irish kind of art experience. I I, I yes. wholeheartedly believe, you know. 
wholeheartedly be whether, whether you be a, a a painter or a musician there's we don't live in we live in like a fake kind of cosmopolitan uh country where the rest of the world sees us as i said as like poets and playwrights and musicians and stuff like that but here it's it's it, it, there's not there's not enough spaces for the amount that we produce so it, it, it's like it's always going to come down to you know who you know um and when you have whatever your particular product or art is is available you know that's always going to be a thing so if you can like you're working on an album i'm working on an album and no i don't think either one of us has any great inclination towards it being fucking life-changing it's just something we kind of need to get out of our system and something we want to do <coughs> but at the same time we're seeing people that yeah we know and maybe run in similar circles to us putting out material that's not particularly great it's just of the moment and it's doing really really well and we're looking at it going like that but that's it's not good like it's just it, yeah, it just like that's what I'm saying. sometimes i can see like types of music right that i don't like but i, t- I get it i'm like ah oh, shit i annoying it's annoying but i get that i get yeah. why that's big and then there's other stuff that i just don't get I'm yeah. like I can't even put myself in other people's shoes. I honestly, because what I what I what I don't like is music for fashion. Not yeah. this fashionable music. Yeah, that comes and dies. It annoys the shit out of me. Like people liking something just because loads of other people like it at the time. That's why it's called popular music. That happens absolutely. But, but popular music can also be incredible. Of course, like, it can. One hundred percent. Struti just said something there. If somebody non-Irish likes us, we go after them. One hundred percent. I sit there. I yeah. sit there with fucking with with, with me ma or fucking you know people who weren't Irish, and I'm like, we're watching the wind that shakes the barley, right? And that that film does not enter into my head at any other time other than when I'm around people who aren't Irish. Like I told you before about me going to this fucking pub in like the. Uh, the Alps fucking between like Slovakia and Poland, right? A couple of years ago. We just went off and said, fuck it, we're going to drive down here and stay down here for a couple of nights. This weird kind of ski town. And we found this little pub and I was smashed out of my fucking mind, lads. And I started singing like, come out your blackened hands, right? I started giving it loads. Mm. And all the fucking Poles that were in there started like slapping their knee and all. Because they have all these kind of partisan style folk songs as well. And like I was, give, I was giving a fucking loads for ages, and like out of nowhere, this bloke, this kind of dreadlocky blonde bloke, walks over, and he stands kind of over me at the table, and I look up at him, and I'm like, "Fucking fight me like a man, fucking giving it loads, right?" And he goes, "You got a fucking problem with me?" And I was like, "Oh no!" Like out of nowhere, there had to be yeah. a fucking prayer here, didn't there? Oh my fucking god! And I had to explain to him, I was like, "Mate, I, I, honest to god, like." I don't hate English people. Like, I hate your fucking history and I hate what you've done to us. But, like, you personally had nothing to do with it. You, honest to God, hand on heart, man. Like, I don't, I don't hate you whatsoever. We're just, we have to be talking about, like, what Poland went through in World War II and the setting up of the fucking partisan armies and stuff like that. And I said, you were saying this, right. just fucking headbutt him. Like, jumped up and I burst the nose off my loaf. No. But I had to explain to this fucking poor bastard in this random pub in the middle of this kind of little fucking mountain town, you know what I mean? That, like, mate, I don't, I don't fucking hate you. I'm just singing songs, like, about. You know, my boy is killing your boys, but like, it's nothing to do with. Like, I don't want to kill you. You know, this is fucking historical shit we're talking about. Uh, fucking rebel armies and stuff. You know, and I, I, it was that night where I went, like, you know what? 
next time I get drunk, I'm not going to start singing fucking rebel songs. I kind of I made the decision there and then. There's no escape. I don't like, I don't like singing them anyway. I just feel like either way, it's just locked. Like, <clears throat> people have kind of wrecked them. People I don't like. like Dort uh, have wrecked them. Kind of, Absolutely, Dort, Dort have wrecked them. One hundred percent. One hundred percent wrecked them. It's just a way to be tribalistic and get away with it. Absolutely. To be honest, but yeah, look. Dort's gone at Dort. Here's a couple of songs that are not Dort. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Time to 
I want whoever's playing this bit right now to play at my funeral. Tomorrow. That means you're going to be dead, yeah? Yeah, I might. I'm fucking, I'm on fire. Found in the night. Um, delicious points. I'm seeing like orange spots and all in my vision. That's how That's drunk I am. You're getting headaches and seeing orange spots. Yeah, That's not I'm clearly used to the headaches now. Uh, speaking of the headaches, I moved on to this uh, new CBD. I was telling you a couple of weeks ago that I got, I ordered like, ordered like a stronger CBD oil. And yeah. it comes, instead of having a dropper, so the first uh, batch of them I got is a dropper that goes under your tongue, and I'm having great, yeah, yeah, great right. fucking uh, relief with them. Doesn't it taste disgusting? Ah, it's absolutely the, the worst, like, it's a heartburn 24 hours a day, like, it's the worst. And, uh, and doesn't your stomach literally be turning over? Ah, listen, you, you have to put a seatbelt on the toilet, like, that's... Yeah. That's, God, it's mad. Yeah, it's toilet a lot, horrific. Yeah. But, um... I got this uh, new one that's like Valencia orange flavour but it's a it's, it's an atomizer it's a spray right but it, it's so powerful for the little spray is so powerful you stick it in your gob right you aim it like mm-hmm. a good flu and you press the button and it just <laughs> sorry what okay yeah, sorry come. what it just what? it hits it hits your fucking the back of your tongue right and it just spills out like it shoots out all over the shop like oh, yeah, you have yeah, to keep yeah. banging it into your gob to get the goods out of it like, oh shit! Um, but I was, uh, I was going too weak on it for the first two or three days. I mean, knee started hurting again. I was like, "Where's oh, my no. fucking knee hurt? Where's my knee hurt?" And I said, "You know what? what I'm going to do. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to double down. But I'm going to do like, I'm going to make sure that four times a day I do like three pumps of this into my gob until I get like roughly." I'd love if someone. I love someone just tuned in. One hundred percent. Someone just did actually. We just gained the listener, so they just get three pumps into the gob, right? And just till I feel the right amount of liquid in underneath my tongue, that's closer to what I, I felt when I was using the dropper in in in, in a shotgun right. fucking goblet. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm using like feel as opposed to like what the box says. I mean, uh, need not hurt anymore. But even though it's stronger, it was <laughs> weird. I didn't. I, ha- I have to use almost as much of it. It's interesting. Well, that's kind of um, lets you know that it wasn't a placebo effect. Then it if definitely you felt works. it. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. I kept it up, uh, but I just wasn't using enough. I mean, knees start hurting, and I was like, "The fuck!" And then I just start like making sure I was getting enough into me. Now, what I should have done is I should have kept one of the old. Um, Emma says I'll do four pumps into their almonds. Cup. My own one, honest to God, she'd leave you a husk. My own one is from fucking Banner Road and Cabra. <laughs> Emma, that, that that wouldn't be you wouldn't have a hope, lad. A hope, <laughs> a hope. <laughs> I did not expect them to say that. I'm not going to lie to you. You wouldn't have a hope. You'd fucking... Your best, she'd laugh at. Let's put it that way. You wouldn't have a fucking hope. She'd go around with fucking half her head hanging off her and everything, staples in her head and all. She'd be laughing at you. No no fucking problem. Um, No. Absolutely not. Um, I don't think my own's ever even seen a flu. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd say everything was done <laughs> under, the, un, under the cover of darkness. Like I'm not going to lie. I tell you, I was just born of, like Bane. I was born of darkness. Like um, <laughs> I just always get that feeling. Like I always get that feeling that she wouldn't even know. Like she didn't even see it in the skill book because she was she's that old. You know what I mean? Um, I always just get that. F- <laughs> I always got that feeling. So what the fuck did we play? We played Curb Dog keep Mexican Dog, No, keep keep going with this. Why no, because I go too deep. No, I go what, too deep. What, then, like, do you? I, uh, I can't even ask you. Imagine you talk. Me. Imagine you talked about your album so much like that, right? That you just absolutely disassociated that it was your album and start getting a horn. <laughs> play the song. That's weird. No, I was gonna go talk about the songs. 
Um, so we played. That, that, that's the last of our, uh, the last of my. I had a. Uh, what's going on? There's people loads of doing loads of talking now. You'd be surprised, Gar. He's a big cat rescuer. He was a big cat rescuer. What's going on? I'm lost now. Anyway, uh, holy shit. Okay, Curb Dog, uh, 1997, off on the torn, um, recorded in Los Angeles. And it was the same producer, a guy called Gart, his name is. And he done the first Rage Against the Machine album. He done uh, Melvin's Houdini, Sick of It All, Built the Last, Mudvayne, LD50. done a bunch of stuff with L7, Skunk and Nancy, Ugly Kid Joe, Testament. He done a bunch of stuff. Uh, your my dad's a big cat rescuer. No, he's a big. He was hunting a big cat for a while. I haven't. I honestly, God, haven't seen my father since he found the fucking panther or whatever the fuck it was in Miklo. To even ask him about it, I haven't seen any, anybody in months. Um, I'm dying to see them because I want to know what the story is with the with the panther. Because I I didn't make that up. That's actually legitimately for real. That we dad saw some sort of cougar or something like that in the mountains of Wicklow. And strangely enough, we talked about it. Uh, on on the show for like two weeks, and then a week later, RTE had a documentary talking about um, uh, interviewing the guy up north who rescues fucking bears and all this kind of shit. And in one of the segments where they're talking to him, he was saying fucking that bears, bears. <laughs> um, he was talking about there's a bunch of those big cats, there's a bunch of those cougars and fucking leopards and stuff like that loose in Ireland from collectors who had them and just couldn't afford to feed them and let them go. Um, which felt a little bit like a rescue for me because I was like, I'm not telling all these cunts that my dad's after seeing a fucking cougar because my dad I got lucky that my dad's not a spoofer you know what I mean he doesn't have that he doesn't have that like storytelling gene in him my elf will be telling you a story and be like dad hurry the fuck up like he's brutal you know what I mean he doesn't I have that I thought you would have got that I, thought, I honestly would have thought that you got that you're a good storyteller that you would have got that uh, no not my dad I don't know where I got that from um, my elf's a big cougar no I told you my elf's never seen the flu she hadn't a clue what's going on. One one night she was just lying in bed and then a hurt and nine months later I came out. Like that's what happened. Um uh, the description of Gar's Gar's da was a big So good. the description of Gar's da back the other week, I'd say she knows what. Oh yeah, no, all the moths are getting toasty out of me outfit. Because they'd see me out. I don't know what it is about me outfit. Oh moths love me outfit. No, I couldn't find a good picture of me outfit. He's not really photogenic. Um I couldn't, but Mots, all the Mots who saw my dad coming at the pub fucking sat fucking skidding on the spot now. Did a little, little, little yeah. Scooby Doo job. And, um, <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know what it is. Like, I'd be looking at me out like I'm slaving, but which I'm missing fingers and your scars all over your body. Maybe Mots, love all, Mots do love all that. Um, <laughs> and then I wouldn't be helping the situation, telling stories about him fucking chopping his kneecap off and holding it together with tea towels and shit like that. Um, <laughs> I suppose. Are you sucking on that CBD fucking tin no, flu? No, I'm inhaling like through my teeth when I thought about the kneecap. Oh. Yeah, he chopped his kneecap off. I've seen him do that. Uh, Taking no, a, no, a radiator off the wall. Different yeah. thing. We need to do a different thing. I, I, I just, because my brain literally just gave me the photograph of that and it was so bad. Yeah, seen so, him do that, yeah. Seen him do so, that. So uh, we've got two, like the next two songs are a little bit uh, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, fun. Tongue-in-cheek fun, yeah. Absolutely. Um... I was going to say something that's left me. Whatever. I have fallen for another. She, she can, can make, make her own way home. And even if she asked me now, I'd let her go alone. But I used to see her up the chapel when she went to Sunday Mass. And when she'd go up to receive, I'd kneel down there and watch her pass. The glory of her ass. I used to love her, I used to love her once Long, long time ago 
For concern on Christmas Eve She was on a party In her fast just water and black tea And I walked straight up And made an ostentatious contribution And I winked at her to tell her I'd seduce her in the future When she's feeling a loser I used to love her I used to love her once Truth of it, she's no longer my obsession. A lot of thoughts and dreams I had of her would take six months in confession. See, I met this young one, hers denied it, she's into free expression. And her mission is to rid the world of this sinful repression. Then we had a session. I used to love her, I used to love her once. She's a dirty, rotten old hag. Jay's a king, the weight's a terrible place to pay for just what she needs.
will never am a happy man a grin and out of well For I rounded up the wife and kids so the mad fair Now, show me say to tell your family would bring bad luck Well, it's not safe for drink, sure it couldn't give a fit If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye
There's one of the most perfect songs I've ever written. Teenage Cakes by the Towns. I used, I used them to like it. It's uh, a perfect circle. Younger. Yeah, I came back around to it. Like, I just didn't like it as a kid. Do you know what it was? I, I didn't really have any opinion on this. And then they released uh, My Perfect Cousin. That's and so I still good. don't like that song. Oh, I love that I song. I know, like, I get it. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy. I, get it. I just I couldn't like it. And I, I don't know what it was. And then, like, loads of things. I realized that it is, like, uh, an Irish, like, Beach Boys song. Yeah, that's... So it's good. really, really, really well written, and the chords are just deadly. Even after Fergal left, they did a hard time for a while. Then they got your man off like two FM or today FM to sing for them, and they put out, um, they put out an album or an EP a couple of years ago. And there's one song on it that's fucking outrageous. I need to, I can't even remember what it's called or what it's off. There's a DJ and TH used to play it all the time, and every time he play it, I go like, "Who was that?" And he said, "That's the fucking undertones man with Paul McLuhan, like off the radio." singing for them yeah. and I was like that is absolutely bananas good bananas good really? Kimbo says if it wasn't for lads wanking or getting their hearts broken where would we be yeah 100% 100% yes. uh, so yeah we're, is, folks we're down to the last like 20 minutes happening or whatever the fuck it is we've got like one, two, three. we've got like five six songs left to play we're for still you still to add some hang on oh, yeah, whatever you yeah yeah. No, we, yeah you're right though we still do have, I'm just looking at the thing we have a bit of time I'm, like I said I'm hard. I'm pointing. I've oh. I've drank a heap of cans. I'm on my last can, but there's a half bottle of whiskey here shining at me, looking at me, winking. Is a, a fun fact about Teenage Kicks? It yes. is the first song that John Peel ever played twice in a row. Yeah, obsessed with it. Uh, his, fa- his favorite, favorite song, song ever. Song yeah. yeah, and it is lyrics of it are engraved on his tombstone. He appears in that film. Actually, it's a really really good scene. Uh, John Peel is the greatest DJ yeah. that ever happened. I yeah. think, and uh, by all accounts, just sound that. Don't know any other DJs that has, has an entire series of vinyl named after them from Peel Sessions. Like you name it's a insane. band, like he he really found stuff and pushed yeah. it. Like he, he's he really makes me feel like I don't ever push. Do it. enough, we, yeah. We, yeah, do yeah on, you, we do on this though. We do on this show. Not, not sometimes. What I'm doing there. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Gareth Elman's She is. Um, I tell you. I tell you this right now, Emma. If you want my Elman up right now, my Elman's being in bed. <laughs> Since about nine o'clock tonight, my album's fully rested, right? <laughs> you, you, you haven't even made the bed yet. My album will fucking wreck you. She show up with a big fucking gangly arms and all, right? And a big broken knuckles or whatever from the whatever she got wrong with her, her bones. That motzke. What's what is it motzke with their bones? Osteoporosis. Osteo. What's it called? Osteo. What's that fucking called? Some model now. What it's called? Osteoporosis or osteoporosis? Osteoporosis. Or, yeah, that one. Right, she's got that. 
with a big fucking gammy knuckles, she burst you. He said, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Oh she burst you, right? Big witch's fingers on her. Fully rested. I used to, my own sleep so little that when I was a young fan, I'd be out in town and I'd be rocking back at like 3 o'clock in the morning full of fucking ice scanners or whatever and juice. Like, having the best time of my life and I'd rock in at fucking 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. My own would be getting up and have the kettle on. And she'd be awake after fucking, like, being in bed. And she'd be sitting there and she'd be, like, fucking giving out to me. And I'd be sitting on the kitchen floor eating a block of cheddar or something. Screaming at me. So, yeah, don't, don't, my Elwin will kill you. Don't worry about me Elf, like, my Elwin. Murderous. Murderous woman. Murderous woman. She could have been a singer. Like, murderous. <laughs> <laughs> Why you throw that back up on Sunday? She said that to you in a fight and you just laughed at her. In the middle of a blazing room. I'm going to be the singer. And then you just laughed at her. Oh, I kind of been a you singer. And your, and, your, and, your, and your sister laughed at her. My sister never really got in trouble like that with, uh, with fucking, with me man. Not really. Like, me man and my sister are getting roaring matches as kind of daughters and mothers. They were like, you know, but, um, I, I'd be in more trouble with me elfler. Like, my elfler chokeslammed me off the top of the stairs one night. Uh, I don't know what I done. I know, I know what it was. Are, the, the girls just got even more. Well, the the, the girls get real catty. Like my sister and my ma be like screaming at each other, you know. <laughs> but my elfla torn on me. I think my my elf thought be real funny when they throw a spider at me, and I hate spiders. I'm not so bad with them now, but back in the day, I fucking hated them. And uh, I he opened up my bedroom door, and he just fucked. He had a spider in his hand. He just threw it at me, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just threw it at me, and it hit me. Like I felt the weight of it, it was a big cunt. Like, it thumped at me. And, <laughs> and, yeah. And I fucking ran at him in pure anger. And he closed, like, my bedroom door. And I fucking put my fist through the bedroom door. And it burst it open. Um, it, used, it had a bit of glass and it. it. was like an old door left over from a fucking Jack's or something. I've, I've told you a thousand times I grew up kind of poor, right? So, it's like, uh, nothing was wasted. Everything was reused. So, my bedroom door had, like, that bubble glass on it from the 70s. It was left over. And uh, I think I would just put my fist through that's the door. Just, that's to stop to see if you're playing with yourself. Ah, yeah, there was none of that. Sure. My my bedroom didn't even have paint or wallpaper on it. My entire bedroom was uh, um, what so not not, chi- not chipboard, well. not chipboard. What do you call it? Uh, plasterboard. Plasterboard. Yeah, for my entire my entire uh, like living in my parents' house, my walls were plasterboard like forever. Um, I only I, had, I only had carpet in my bedroom for the last year of me living there. I think. And um, yeah, I punched through the door, and anyway, me able to start roaring at me. I ran at him, thinking I fucking have him now, the cunt, because he was standing halfway down the stairs. And I thought, like, run and drop kick this cunt. And the cunt caught me like fucking Cain by the throat. <laughs> <laughs> he just caught me, made run at him, and lifted me up off the ground. Because I said this, how was going to be like, Elvis is a big lad, he's a bodybuilder, and he would have been bigger back then, obviously, than he is now. and uh, he fucking lifted me up off the ground, off the uh, on the on the, the the stairs, and he fucked me down the bottom of the stairs and took me on the ground. And I was like, I can't, I'm not round with me outfit anymore. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to win this intellectually. So from that point onwards, it was like we're not gonna have physical rows anymore because I'd seen what made some and uh, what had happened to their lives after they started rowing with their dads, kind of physically, you know. And I said, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna win this now with me fucking head. So. That that's the way that went. It was an interesting, an interesting <laughs> period of my life. So it was, and I love me outfit the bits like, but it's just that that fucking house, just a mad house. That house I grew up in, I can't, I can't describe it. You'd ha- you'd have to talk to like a lot of old old mates of mine that were, 
that were there when I was living there, you know, like, uh, that pals over for drinks or whatever the fuck, you know, when you hit, like, 19, 20, 21, or whatever the fuck was, it's just, mm. I, I find it hard to put into words how fucking insane that house was, like, honest to God, Garen, imagine now your dad's Gene Hunt, not, not, like, bigoted, like, Gene Hunt, do you know what I mean, like, he'd say stuff that Gene Hunt would, would, would say, but, like, think it's funny, because he, it's just not socialized. My app was like an old yeah. bulldog or something that was never socialized. You know, we went we went through. A, uh, I watched. We we two of us had watched all of uh, Life on Mars yeah. and Ashes to Ashes back yeah. to back because you were saying in the chat you and Kim the last time say you have to watch. Ashes yeah, to so Ashes. would. So my opinion is that Life on Mars, the idea of Life on Mars, is a great show. I think John Sim wrecks my head. He ruins really it. Yeah, it's not good. I think he's. I don't know. He's supposed to be. Uh, well, first of all, it's not his fault as an actor. Although mm. he's a bit up his own arse. Uh, his character is really badly written. Yeah, really, not good. Really, really badly written. He's just his a junction box, isn't he? He's just a junction yeah, box for all the bits to happen. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. I think the procedural element of it is real weak. Yeah. Like the the bits. So you're just waiting for the back in the. Really, what's happening with with, with Gene Hunt and oh, the yeah. lads? Back he in holds the, it all together. Yeah. It's Gene Hunt and, and his squad. Yeah, and that's all the Mars is the same, but it's a little bit higher quality in terms yeah. of writing. Yeah. But still, some shockers. And I have to say, I won't say it now. The end was brilliant. The end is amazing. What does he call her? Well, Something socks or tights or what's what's the gala? Bolly knickers. Bolly knickers. Bolly. Yeah. 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 Bolly. Yeah. It's fucking. It's I think so that, good. that's the best Gene Hunt. It's way oh, 100%. better. He's way better in that. Than he's, he, is in, hey. he he's brutally efficient in Life on Mars, but they refine his character down to him being. Like more three D in Ashes to Ashes, yeah. I think you know. Like, like when he gets the new car and all, like it's outrageous. Yeah. Outrageous. Like, I honestly, I honestly thought the way they were doing way too many flashbacks. But I will say this with the flashbacks: we watched episode after after episode like, mm. on repeat, and you start to see things that you wouldn't, you shouldn't see. You, I shouldn't yeah. have got, I shouldn't have got bored of certain things. Mm. But that's that's not. It's supposed to be a weekly thing, you know. And I would have forgot that they overdid the flashbacks. But when the ending came, I was like, so good. Did not expect that ending to be that good because I didn't think the writing was good up until that point. There no, they had great moments of the aiming writing. towards that. I think for the whole thing, I, I, at the end of it, I was like, it was worth. It was well worth hanging Absolutely. in there because it was some episodes annoyed me. It still annoyed me when it like be like it'd be heating up and it'd be going back to the case that they're on. And, like, there's a missing guy. I don't care about that. Come back to the good. Sh-. Yeah, anyway. the, the last three or four episodes get <clears> so fucking outlandish that like you had your glue now, to it. And now since it's not Paddy's Day anymore, I can say that I'm watching The Crown. Because it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, we're saying this. Yeah, you like that? I can't believe how quality the show is. Hmm. Like, like, do you know what I thought, right? Someone goes, do you ever watch Crown? I'm like, no, absolutely not. First of all, don't like the royal family. Don't care about them. And also, it's it seems like something that would be like all fancy uh, period drama. And they're all like sitting around having tea. It's more like uh, something you'd see on HBO. Really? I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to say, I'm hmm. very, very impressed. So we're making our way through that now, and uh, I think the thing I like about it is it's gonna. It's there's no way they're. It's, it's season one that I'm watching, so they're not yeah. going balls in. Yeah, like, yeah, on the yeah, yeah. Shit that happens. Uh, so I can't wait till uh, they start dishing some of the dirt. It's incredible how history repeats itself, though. Absolutely, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I absolutely will watch at some stage. Like I said, I'm watching a lot of fucking. Half garbage, half good. I, like, yeah. uh, the last episode of Snowpiercer is fantastic. Makes up for this entire season, pretty much. Um, I must watch that because I love the film. 
the film's great. Like uh, at the start, they sold this t- the the TV show Snowpiercer as a continuation. Like uh, the the TV show was going to be a prequel. That's how they sold it to us. But like I think after season one, they were like, no, this is a reboot. They just decided to go on a slightly different, uh, slightly different uh, angle with it. Right, uh, we've got a couple of songs left. Let's get these done with. Um, not that one. This better. You've got better. I, I actually, I know you're playing this like for a reason, but they've got so much better songs. <laughs> Do they? No. <laughs> like they really? Yeah. They, they don't. Here we go now. Yep. Yeah. So now what I mean. Down the liberties, picking points down the lanes. So you start kicking when the room is spinning and the words aren't sticking. And the radio's on a better runaway model with a face like sin and a hat like a James Joyce novel. Unacceptable. Here's your song. Yeah, thanks. Scrolling through photos of my former years. I pull back the curtains and pull back my fears. Reckless promises painted in harsh flesh. Collapsing to present day, you fade too fast. Scrolling through photos of my former. There's a glitch in my timeline And now I 
Gilbert O'Sullivan with Matrimony. And uh, what do we have there? Timeline by Pure Grand. Matrimony just reminds me of uh, me Elfin. That's Elfin music right there. My Elfin music. Yeah. 100%. Uh, Waterford. Is that where he's from? Yeah. Doesn't sound like it's from Waterford. It sounds like it's from fucking Essex or something. He's 100% the most <laughs> British, Irish cunt in the world. I watched a documentary about him a few years ago. And he lives Is in one of these. Um, huh? I must watch something. I must watch it. It's very good. He's um, it's like one of these kind of follow him around type of jobs, <laughs> and he lives in this kind of big stately way in manor type of fucking place, and uh, it's him with like his wife and his kids and all. They're always bothering him, and he's just kind of hippy dippy kind of musician. Kind. He's always sitting by the piano or the keyboard trying to write songs and shit, you know. And uh, it's um, it's very. It's very interesting. It's very interesting watching how he fucking goes about his day, I have to say. Um, I need to... You just messaged me. I need to message you again. Hang on. Um, I'm telling you what to do there. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I'm going to tell you right now. Um, oh, okay. Right, right, right. There you go. That's the only reason. Yeah, that's why that's there. Um, Grant. Your old lad has a George Gold card. What's a George Gold <laughs> card? I don't know. What's a George... A George George. Oh. oh, I get it. No, like a gold card for the George, the pub. Oh, okay, yeah. No, my outlet has been taking the bins out of the, out of the George. That was his whole job. I'm sure if he was hungry, there was plenty of protein sitting there in handy packs. But now, hang on a second. What? No need for that. What I'm just saying. You have to... Why? <laughs> why would it not be in any other bar? Tell me. Tell me this. Because that's what that bar is for. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like amongst other bars, and it's not the only one. I'm just saying, like, I've had a bar for ten years and I haven't once thrown a Johnny out. Like a full Johnny. Like <laughs> what the fuck? I'm just saying. I'm so confused. Yes, yeah, so am to. I. We have to be confused. <laughs> we have to be confused. Um now, you could have mentioned the George and not made those disparaging comments about condoms now I have plenty of plenty of experience with George we had a mate of ours way back in the day who was engaged to a good good friend of mine a girl and we used to drink in this bar around the corner and we were in there like fucking three or four nights a week all the time and this fella was he was lovely lovely I still see him to this day um, every now and again and he used to just disappear he disappeared all the time like, we'd be out in this bar, he'd be with his fiance, and we'd be having the best of time, and he'd be just gone all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Gone. Fucking dust. And uh, it took us it took us fucking months of figuring out where he'd gone. And eventually, one night, just like running around town, dipping our head into everywhere, we found him in the George. Um, it's your dad, isn't it? Yeah, he was engaged to, like, a mate of mine. <laughs> and. <laughs> Once upon a time, me, 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 that's me, that was the case to me and mine, yeah. Um, so oh, and they were the two uh junkies that were kissing today, maybe, I mean, yeah. Me out flying this fella now, yeah. And yeah, uh, you're, it wasn't the junkies, just your out was just doing the bins, just fucking sucking pipe, yeah, on the canal. And uh, we we, we start finding them in the, in, in the judge, you find them all the time, being the jacks, you have to go into the jacks, pull them out of the of the jacks. Um, doing his business but he couldn't he just couldn't admit to himself that he was in the boat he'd be like what are you doing and he'd be like I'm drunk I'm drunk I'm drunk and we're like mate would you stop it like you're literally engaged like certain the fact you're like cheating on your ma you're lying to yourself like you need to sort your fucking shit out 
and um, to this day, like actually, this fellow fella was shot a few years ago. He was shot. Um, I don't know how he. Sounds quite an interesting character. He is very. He's he's a complex dude. He's a very complicated dude. I've told many stories about him before, but I won't name him in case um, it gets too obvious. <laughs> but I've told yeah, I've told uh, multiple stories about this fella before. Fucking I, I, again, I see him every now and again. Last time I seen him, he did she shoot now some um, hutch or something shot him outside the pub uh, about five minutes away from my house. He was standing outside having a cigarette, and they shot him, and they realised they shot the wrong person, and they apologised to him. Literally, as oh, he was lying there, that's, that's that's nice of him. Yeah, fair. as he was lying there, shot. They were like, "I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to shoot you." Say, there's no decent criminals left in the world. Yeah, they literally said, "I'm sorry." Well, uh, you need to get these songs played. Yeah, exactly. Here <laughs> we go. Here's a few. Uh, we're down to our last four. We're going to do two. We'll come back and say goodbye. And uh, here's two of them.
armored cars and tanks and guns came to take away our sons. But every man must stand behind the men behind the wire. Armored cars and tanks and guns came to take away our sons. But every man must stand behind the men behind the wire. Little streets of Belfast in the dark of early morn. British soldiers came running, breaking little homes with scorn. Hear the sobs of crying children, dragging fathers from their bed. Watch the scene as helpless mothers watch the blood fall from their heads. Armored cars and tanks and guns came to take away our sons. But every man must stand behind the men behind the wire. Armored cars and tanks and guns came to take away our sons. But every man must stand behind the men behind the wire. Not for them a judge or jury or indeed a crime at all. Being Irish means they're guilty, so they're guilty one and all. Round the world a truth will echo. Cromwell's men are here again. England's name again is sullied in the eyes of honest men. Armored cars and tanks and guns came to take away our sons. But every man must stand behind the men behind the wire. Armored cars and tanks and guns came to take away our sons. But every man must stand behind the men behind the wire. Proudly march behind our banner. Proudly march behind our men. We will have them free to help us build a nation once again. And the people step together. Proudly march it on your way. Never fear or never falter till the boys come home to stay. Armored cars and tanks and guns came to take away our sons. But every man must stand behind the men behind the wire. Armored cars and tanks and guns came to take away our sons. But every man must stand behind the men behind the wire.
Alright, scumbags, that was uh, Once in a Lifetime with Clannad and Bono. Before that, we had Shadow Play with Rory Gallagher. The men behind the wire with the wolf tones, as it was requested. It's a killer, yeah. Um, what else did we have? Then we had uh, Whipping Boy with We Don't Need Anybody Else. That is it for it. That's, That's the most music we've ever played, I think. I think so. Was over two hours, and we normally do an hour and a half. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot compressed in there. Um, right. It was fun. That's a good. Uh, that's a good list of Irish music. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few missing, but that's always going to be the way. I mean, um, yeah, be grand, be fine. There's loads missing. Yeah, yeah. There's loads missing, but you know what? We'll survive. We'll survive. That's it for now, uh, folks. We are back on this Saturday with our one year anniversary Lost Art Live show, which should be interesting after tonight. Anyway, um, I'm after yes. taking up all of my fucking gargle juju juice this evening. So let's see what Saturday is like. Um, then on Monday we have this show. So if you listen to this show right now, forget it. Yeah. This is Monday's show. Uh, this is our, our maybe the first <coughs> hour and a half of it anyway is, is Monday's show. We'll see how that works out. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you like what we do, we've got the patreon.com forward slash Lost Hour Podcast. Uh, that's a subscription-based service. It's €5 Euros a month to get you access to loads of uh, exclusive podcasts and videos and stuff. If you don't want to do that, the link is there, ko-fi.com forward slash Lost Art Podcast. Uh, I can't even talk right now. That's for just tipping us. Yeah. And uh, that's for tipping us. <clears throat> All of our links are on lostartpodcast.com. Thank you very much for joining us on this uh Random, kind of out of nowhere, Paddy's Day. We, I'm, we I'm done sorry I was so tired, but I have to. I, yeah, I'm going, going yeah, to bed. In the middle of work, it's fine. We didn't work at nine o'clock, so I, I, but I felt like I was like shy in that one. No, it wasn't into me. I would be listening to myself going, What's what's wrong with him? Is he, is he in the mood? Just knackered. No, it's Wednesday night, it's Wednesday night, it's fine. Um, it's fine, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, listen, gang, we will talk to you on Saturday. Do us a favor for Saturday, we are trying to get as many people on as humanly possible for our one year anniversary uh, it's a big deal to us I hope it's a, yes. a little bit of a big deal to you guys so do, do us a favour just share the event and the fucking picture or whatever just tell people we're just trying to get as many people on Saturday night as possible um, we'd like to see if we were to get everybody on that has enjoyed the show over the last year at once we might actually feel like we were doing something worthwhile let's put it that way um <laughs> Just so, to have the, to have uh, everyone that's on now that was on today is yes. perfect. But like like there was there's been a few people that like, yeah I know what you mean. It's getting everyone in at the same time. It's difficult. Like, like it's, in at night. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it's hard. But you know what? Let's try it. Anyway, thank you very much. Good night. Thank you very much again. And uh, see you on Saturday night. Good night. Take it easy. Good night.